0: Yeah. Look, Benzino could have been a star. No, he couldn't have. He was trash.
1: Yeah, I don't know, bro. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh shit, we recording? We recording? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo, Benzino is fucking. Uh, he I mean, K Cam. Austin Theory is K camp Oh.
0: Wow, that's a great, you know what? Yeah, that's a great, <clears throat> that is a great K camp. Absolutely, 100%. All right, all right, let's get it started. Let's get it started. Start it
2: yo, 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 welcome to another episode of Wrestling with the Homies. I'm the Homie Kwan, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend Jay Cooley.
1: What's good, y'all? Yeah,
2: and my boy Sylvan Nadon, Sylvan
0: Lacue.
1: What's up? What's
2: up? Nah, this is a
1: uh,
0: equinox smoothie. The morning ritual. Oh, um, okay, okay.
2: You looking a little yeah, different man. today, my brother.
0: What's you know, I, I came, I came back with the '96 Esco. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean, you know, the it was you written got the, era. Hey, yeah, yeah you looking it
2: like he looking like he sell packs. <laughs> 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 I thought this was I thought
0: this was belly too when I came in here. I said, oh. oh so we got man. the haircut on deck. You know me, man. I'm wrapping up the bricks and Vaseline. It was written oh, whoa, one of the whoa, best yeah. albums ever. <laughs> it <laughs> was written is one of the best. That's
2: that's that's a Quan take right there. You sound like a It was it right was now. written it's definitely
1: it, the that's best. That's a really guys, great
2: album. Album. It's whoa, definitely the best wait, 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 wait. It was written is better than Illmatic? It's yeah. better it than
1: Stillmatic? Yeah. Yeah. I I don't yeah. I don't I look, personally, Fam.
0: Personally, Still I like Stillmatic better than it was written. But Whoa. that's just that's personally. But objectively, it was written. It's his best album. Y'all crazy. Y'all
2: sound like purists right now. Godson is better than um, Bro, Godson? What? Godson zoned so Godson, Bro. Godson? Godson has zone out. Absolutely.
0: Don't ever talk to me about Godson, dog. Bro, zone out is fire. one of the worst beats of all time, dog. Bro, Godson the lost tapes fire.
2: is better than it was written. The Lost Tapes is fire. T- lost fire. The the is fire. It's absolutely It's not man. The Lost Blazers Tapes has
0: fetus. You y'all are talking to me about fetus, yo, fetus. Come on, man. Drunk and Papa by myself? A, yo, look, Drunk those records myself? are great. Drunk by myself, a, Papa was a player. The color like, purple, but it has I don't form, know, like the way did it. Shine the with different, <laughs> but, but fetus be- is one of the worst Nas songs of all
1: time. Come on, man.
2: I can't believe this man said that the hey, lost side tapes note. Not better than it was written.
1: Side note, you know what? What what Nas album is slept on? Y'all might flame me for this though. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Untitled, Untitled. Life, life is good. No, so right, We going get to our
2: first top- No, I'm just playing. <laughs> no, <laughs> <quiet>. I'm serious. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you know what? Life I is good. Did, like, is great. I, I actually did like life is life good. It's amazing. Um,
1: that life daughter's is good was record great. was good. That daughter's Bro, record was amazing. good.
2: And the world is my addiction with Anthony Hamilton. That was good. That was good. That was good. It was a great was album. But no, nah, But that album, that album had summer on smash with Swiss with Swiss beats, and that 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 was eh.
0: Yeah. Then they have that has stay too, right? Stay is one of my even though yeah, stay, was fire. Stay. 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 Stay's it was fire.
1: stay is fire. I just can't stay. It, we just we really yo, just, just opened up stay. a whole
0: <laughs> a whole
2: wrestling podcast talking about Nas, but you know Nas is one my of the ghosts, man. It's one of my this favorite rapper is Nas, rappers. Nas Escobar definitely not my favorite off. rapper. I'm a hove, man. You know what I'm saying great Hova,
1: great Hopeful. Oh,
0: Nas is my top three. Man. I'm not Come mad on. at
2: Nas. But what's up with y'all, man? What did y'all do for Halloween?
0: Nothing.
1: I didn't do nothing. I was at work slaving. Oh yeah, feel me. Oh my god, Sylvan, what you do?
0: I hung out, man. I hung out. Uh, no, nah, I didn't outside. go outside. I didn't go outside. Okay, never mind. Like, You outside. know, relax. I I didn't go outside. Um, I I kicked it with uh with my girl's longtime college friend. We were all kicking it and just catching up on stories and stuff. So it was real wholesome, real wholesome night. I don't mm-hmm. go out. I don't go out and um on Halloween in Los Angeles, man. Y'all are crazy. Nah. Nah. It's insane out here. I it's, used no, to, but I know, know? more. Uh-uh. Look, y'all want to know how crazy it is?
2: <laughs> I actually got a, I got a story for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween story, baby. Halloween. So, Halloween, I went out. I went out. This was, this was not Halloween night, though. This was Saturday. The Saturday before Halloween, right? So, me and the homie, we go out. He dressed as Stone Cold. So, he wore a what t-shirt and a vest. And he had, like, the, the WWE title, which, you know, Stone Cold ain't never been Universal Champion, but Kai, you my you my guy, so I'm gonna let you rock with that because yeah, he had the Universal title with the Stone Cold vest, so it's all good. Okay. I dressed as Tupac, right? And I, I, I think I was telling y'all about this in the group chat. I dressed as as Tupac, so I had the the stud nose ring. I wore the striped beanie. I had the Thug Life overalls. <laughs> we go to Hollywood now. Look, if you're not from L.A., you know Hollywood is like Gotham City. It's like yeah. that's a that's like Vegas on crack. So I'm in Hollywood, right? And I'm dressed as Pac. And obviously, you know, I'm dressed as Pac. So it's like girls coming up. They asking for pictures and stuff. I'm like, I'm cool with it. Some dude who looks like Bob Ross pulls up on a scooter. I don't think this is a Halloween costume. I think he really looked like legit is just dressed as Bob Ross. This is just how he looks. (laughs) He has the big afro. And he's telling me, he's like, oh, my God, I'm such a big Tupac fan. Like, can I get a picture with you? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, for sure, for sure. So he takes the picture. And then we walk into the bars, right, me and the homie. He following us. The dude is following us on the scooter, just like talking our heads off, telling us his life story. Like, yeah, in 1995, you know, I was the biggest Pac fan, blah, blah, blah. And we're like, yeah, cool, whatever, whatever, whatever. We go into the bar. We get drinks. We do our thing. We come out. This man is still there. He's still there on a bird scooter. And he follows us for like four more blocks. We go into another bar. We do our thing. We come out. Bro, Bob Ross is still outside the club on a bird scooter he followed us like eight blocks to the car till finally the homie kai was just like yo who are you leave us alone bro leave <laughs> us the, like get away from us bro he finally walked away but we got we, we literally got stalked in hollywood by bob ross bro by bob Swan, ross
1: i'm kwan he he's looking at your picture right now as we speak
2: <laughs> bro and i took the picture with him that's the thing i took the picture i don't know what's gonna happen with that picture he had a phone i idea, bro he had a phone we thought he was homeless at first because the way he was dressed but like he i ain't gonna lie he got close to me for the picture he ain't he he smell bad so i'm like maybe he's not homeless he probably just a crazy dude but like this man followed us for like eight blocks dressed as bob ross on a bird scooter for halloween that's the type of that's the type
1: of nights we have in la man
2: hollywood is
1: like a box of chocolate You never know what you're going to get when you go out there. I don't. I don't touch Hollywood uh, on Halloween. No, man, I can't do it. Can't, you can't do touch it. Hollywood ever on any yeah. type of like, I
2: wouldn't even say a box of chocolate. Hollywood is like a bad restaurant that tastes. It tastes good, but it, the food is just not good for your soul. Like you eat it, you feel like shit afterwards. That's what Hollywood is. You know what you're getting when you go there, but you go there anyway. It's like That's White your- Castle. <laughs> White Castle.
1: I've I've never had a sit-in White Castle experience. Only the Ralph's b- version, where you get it from the freezer and you warm it up. So, um, oh, that's man. crazy. I would never. Yeah, do that. I was I was yo
0: um, for the
2: longest time. I didn't even know White Castle was a real thing. I thought it was just like the Harold and Kumar
0: movies, bro. Yeah. I, same. I thought it was the same. <laughs> I thought oh, it was just some thing that like Harold and Kumar came up with. And then I was like, oh, this is real. It's like a real restaurant. Is yeah. there a white castle in like California like LA?
1: No, nah, I think it's uh, east coast thing. East coast yeah. thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm down not- to hit it. I'm down to hit
2: it just to see how it tastes cuz just from it's watching not- the movies like why not?
0: Why it's not? It's not good, bro. That that is not good. <laughs> it's terrible. I, had it I once, mean I like, yo, it's just disgusting.
2: <laughs> hey, it can't be worse than Mickey D's, man. It is. Even Mickey though the, the
0: McDonald's fries <laughs> slap
2: though, I you know am I'm saying.
1: Yeah, The fries and the Sprite,
2: the Sprite go crazy I'm not a soda drinker but you know that McDonald's Sprite It hit hit like a bomb bro
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well the White Castle burgers from Rouse Taste like cucumbers and Starburst It's a bad combination but I was young
2: Cucumbers and Starburst
1: Yeah man we didn't have a lot you know growing up So hey we we made it do what it do (laughs) I'm not bad
2: at cucumbers and Starburst That's
1: (laughs)
0: crazy
2: But anyway man (laughs) Let's get into what we came here for, man. Let's get into that wrestling. Let's get into that wrestling. Fellas. Fellas, fellas, fellas. Y'all watched Raw, right? Yeah. Unfortunately.
0: Yes.
1: <laughs> I watched Raw. What you mean,
0: unfortunately? Excuse me?
1: NXT was better. Look.
0: look, NX, You know, mm. look. NX, I, I caught NXT mm. on the back end because um, I didn't watch mm. it live. But NXT was better than Raw this week. Hey. Um, it wasn't, Raw wasn't Except terrible. It. But it wasn't great. I thought Raw was all right. Like, they had the Creed
2: Brothers debut. They went on two-on-two um, two with Alpha Academy. That was dope.
0: You, know, they went you over didn't it. like the Creed cool. Brothers debut? No, it was dope. Yeah. I'm glad the bro, Creed Brothers went over, too.
2: Bro, my man Julius Creed hit a suplex while sitting down, like, on his ass. He was holding Chad Gable in the air and then stood up and passed him off to his homie to hit the su- Like, yo, that type of they strength. I'm not mad they, at that the Creed strong. Brothers went that up, boy's They
0: went up. Creed Brothers yeah. went up.
2: I thought, I thought Raw was hype. Right. You know what I'm saying? The main event was Sami Zayn versus Damian Priest.
0: It was cool. It was...
2: It was Who it was, wants
0: it? it? Who wants it? Come on, All right, on, so look, man. let's
2: not let's not be disrespectful, man. That match, it, it was a good match. It was what you would expect from Sami Zayn and, and Damian Priest because they're two incredible wrestlers, right? But fellas, did y'all know that that was the least watched... WWE main event of all time. What? Like this is not this is not me speaking in hyperbole, this is not me wow. exaggerating for the topic. This was literally the least watched WWE Raw main event of all time. 1.2 million viewers. That's it. That's it. That's this match crazy. came on TV and everybody turned the channel. Fellas, I don't think this is a, a testament towards Damian Priest and Sami Zayn. I don't think this is is an indictment towards Damian Priest, and Sami Zayn, because they did their thing. They did what they could do. And, you know, we, too, we, we, we love them. We love them. Oh. Fellas, this is bad booking. Let's just call it what it is. Here is we bad go. Booking. This is Triple H, bad booking, because unfortunately, for the last three months, we've gotten some variation of Sami Zayn, Cody Rose, Jay Uso, or Kevin Owens versus the Judgment Day as a main event for Raw. We've gotten the same variation of matches for three months straight because somehow, some way, Triple H believes in his mind that if he gives us the same thing every single week, we're going to continue to tune in. But unfortunately, it don't work like that. I didn't watch that main event because I had already saw it last week and the week before that and the week before that. Matter of fact, I didn't watch that main event because I'm probably going to see it again next week there's no reason to tune in when you're giving us the same thing over and over. It's bad booking. I'm sorry. I know triple H is the booker of the year. He's the booker of the year, but that's, he's not booking like the booker of the year right now. That's, that's terrible booking. I'm sorry. I love triple H, but you can't give us the same thing over and over and expect different results. Like, come on, come on, triple H. But let's talk about the other booker of the year, Tony Khan, because he's making the same mistakes, but you know, it's a little flip. It's a little, little reverse because Tony Khan, Let's put it like this. If WWE is making a mistake of giving us too little, Tony Khan's mistake is giving us too much, too fast. Because y'all saw the match this past Saturday. MJF yeah. versus Kenny Omega. Fire, Classic. right? Classic. Incredible. incredible, One of the best TV matches I've seen in a very long time, right? I, I, I will not say anything bad about that match. It lived up to all the hype. And MJF is that guy. Like, MJF is out there doing really? Fossberry flops over the top rope and Canadian Destroyers. Like, MJF can do all this stuff, but he chooses not to because he's so married to his character. I love that. MJF gets it. But fellas, I had a problem with this match. And my problem with this match is that it happened on a collision in front of 470,000 people. We only have 470,000 viewers for that match. This is probably the most important match in, in AEW's history. We, do we all agree that MJF is probably the most important wrestler in, on AEW's roster? Like this, He's the only homegrown star. He's the biggest homegrown star in that company, right? Kenny Omega is AEW's first ace. He's like their first biggest star that wasn't a former WWE guy. They're having their very first match. First time ever. It should be the most important thing in your company's history. This is something that you build towards. But they had no heat. They had no story. They had no prior build other than MJF wanted to break Kenny Omega's record. They threw this match out there on a random Saturday. Fellas, do y'all not have a problem with that? Because I do. If Dana White were to announce Israel Adesanya versus John Jones, do you think he would do that two days prior to the match? Do you think he would do that two days prior to the fight happening? No. He would announce that match probably, what, eight, nine months out. They would build towards it in press conferences. They would build towards it with video packages and promos. By the time we get to that fight, you're going to feel like you have to watch it. By the time we get to that fight, it's going to feel like must-see because they have built towards it. We've seen the trash talking back and forth on Twitter. We've seen the video packages. We're going to not want to miss that. That's what a good promoter does. That's what a good booker does. Tony Khan just gave us this match on a random Saturday, and it meant nothing. We, we enjoyed it while it was on. We liked it. But now that it's over, are we really going to remember that? No. So Tony Khan, Mr. Booker of the Year, I need you to get it together. Mr. Triple H, Booker of the Year, I need you to get it together. Now, I end, I want to end with this. It's very clear to me that the real Booker of the Year it's not Tony Khan. The real Booker of the Year it's not Triple H. I'm sorry, you alluded to it earlier. HBK Shawn Michaels is the booker of the year. <laughs> NXT has been the best weekly show by far every single week for like the last four months. Let's talk about it.
0: Somebody give me something. Give me something. I mean, I don't know, Cooley. You wanna you wanna, you wanna, no, you you wanna speak yeah. first Alright, or... cool. Boom. All right. Cool. Boom. All right so look, it. this is how I feel, right? So
2: I, Tell me Triple H is dropping the ball. Tell me Triple H is not dropping the ball with the way he's booking. Tell me that you, you want to see these Raws with the same matches over and over. I don't. Lie to me. Lie to my face right now.
0: I don't. I agree with you, Quan. I agree with you. I mean, last, last podcast, I talked about how I thought that we might be overlooking the importance of Vince McMahon and how I think that Vince McMahon has a certain eye has a has a certain eye for big name matches and how to keep things feeling like a big deal. I think that Triple H is just very idealistic at the end of the day. He has a certain ideal of the certain art of not artists, the certain wrestlers that should be getting TV time, that are talented that should be on television, um that should be having competitive matches. And my whole problem with Honestly with uh Raw is that honestly with Raw and SmackDown to a certain degree is that there's just there doesn't seem to be a lot of order it just seems to be a lot of a lot of carrying we're just carrying through the seasons like Crown Jewel mm. is Crown Jewel is a pay-per-view but we know it's not the pay-per-view some decisions might be made but we're just trying to get to Crown Jewel And then we're trying to get to the next pay-per-view and we're trying to, we're really just trying to get to WrestleMania. I think, I think sometimes Hunter is so focused on the larger vision that he forgets that we still have to have really big moments. Every, every pay-per-view to a certain degree. And these raws just feel like lazy in a lot of ways. And it also feels like he's trying to create the seeds in my opinion for the new stars, or the stars that he believes in to start breaking breaking through. But the reality is that we're not that invested. We're, and there's not enough going on that's interesting enough for us to really give that a chance. I.E. why Sami Zayn versus Damian Priest is a snooze fest. It's a snooze fest because, number one, Damian Priest isn't even the most interesting person in Judgment Day. He's the third, maybe the fourth Least interesting person on Judgment Day. Hey, Let's just keep it a beating. He might bean. be the fifth at this point. He might JD be McDonough the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> JD McDonough might have lapped him. JD. JD, JD is getting whooped beautifully. <laughs> like, it's to a point where I want to see how bad JD <laughs> can take, a, could take a, an ass whooping, bro. It's just like, yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what I mean? Like, so it's the most, it's the least, we have the least important person on Judgment Day going against a directionalist Sami Zayn. Like mm. literally, like, Sami Zayn doesn't have any real direction right now. Mm. Right now, he doesn't. Like, like, let's just like keep he, it a, sta- a stack. I feel like from those promos he's cut, they're kind of leaning
2: in the, the direction of Sami Zayn winning the Royal Rumble. I don't know I'm, if I agree with that decision, but that's just what it
0: seems like for me. I'm not saying that that's not the case. If that is the case, then so be it. I mean, Sami Zayn is a great underdog babyface. Um, they're not gonna pull the trigger on him. So this is all Ooh. gonna be for not. I don't. I don't believe for the pull world the title. Why not? Nah, I don't believe they're gonna do it. Um, that's just my opinion. I could be wrong. But he he's directionalist and people are looking at him as if, okay, he doesn't really have anything to do. He just left KO. He's gonna stand on his own. Okay, cool. And we and we haven't we haven't really had a chance to really sink our teeth into Sami Zayn's plight. This is the beginning. So I see why a Sami Zayn versus Damian Priest as the main event of Raw is the least watched Pay per view in Raw history because it's main event, bro. I mean, main sorry, pay per view. Uh, main main event. event, main event. Sorry about that. Main event in Raw history because at the end of the day, nobody cares about it. Nobody wants it. That is a mid card match. That is a mm. that that is a mid card match. I'm sorry. Uh, I,
2: can't, I'm, I can't. I mean, say it's a mid card match. Yes, it
0: is, Quan. It's a mid card match. That could be a main event match. It's that's main no event, event level talent. Warren, it's a mid card match. You're not gonna it's, tell me that could be a main event match. You're it's main event
2: level of talent. The problem is that we've seen it. We've seen Sami Zayn and Damian Priest in that ring like thirty times in the last two months.
1: But I, there's been the a lot there's overnight. been a lot there's been a lot of matches like that though, for like this is history with WWE. They do that constantly. And, it's a repetitive thing. But I think it's the, the point that it's Sammy like he's not interesting Right now Per se as he was with the bloodline And also I was watching the Rangers versus the Diamondbacks I'm sorry I did not tune in To know Sammy Zayn See, And Damian Priest I'm sorry I wanted the Rangers to win You know I'm, I'm tuning in And that's in.
2: another problem that's, a, that's, that's the other problem Triple H Triple H you gotta make these shows Interesting if you want us to tune in Because the competition on Mondays is stiff Like, we had the World Series going on. We also had Monday Night Football going on. And it's like, why am I going to choose watching Raw over Monday Night Football when this match is something that I've seen four times already? This match is something that I'm probably going to see next week and the week after that. We're probably going to see this match on the pre-show at Crown Jewel this weekend. It's like, you're giving us the same matches over and over and expecting us to tune in. With competition like that, like Triple H, come on, man! I know you Booker of the year, quote unquote, to a lot of people, but this type of booking ain't doing it for me. I'm sorry. It's this not.
0: Could, this could have been my first time watching the match, and I wouldn't have tuned in. I don't care to see <laughs> Damian Priest versus Sami Zayn as my Damn. main event of Raw. I don't. That's not a main event match. It's not. It's really not. Where I, I don't. It's really not. It's a mid card match at best also when i look at judgment day there's just too many variations of what could possibly happen with their feuds and who they're going against there's just so many different plot holes and plot twists that hunter is setting up and i understand why he's doing this right like this is very attitude era of him i remember the dta don't trust anybody era with Mm. austin trying to figure out who ran him over and he was involving, it was involving like seven different wrestlers all in the (laughs) same angle. I fully get what Hunter is doing. Like I get it, you know, and and on a certain level, I don't think Hunter gets what he's doing on a certain level. (laughs) I, 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 I'm saying, I understand what he's trying to do, but it's like, bro, like you said, Kwan, like, I don't, I don't think he understands that there is a, there's still a payoff that has to happen. There's still something that, that needs to, that needs to connect that we need to be interested in right now in order for us to tune into these shows. And as far as Tony Khan goes, cause I don't want to skip out on Tony Khan. Please don't let me skip oh. out on Tony Khan. Oh, Tony we're definitely Khan. Not, we're
2: definitely not skipping Tony.
0: Tony Khan is like, it's like, you know, and no disrespect to Gucci, but it's like Gucci main to me where Gucci <laughs> just drops project after project after project after project. <laughs> and it's oh, like, man. at a certain point, you know, his core is going to be satisfied. And you know, we all might tap in and be like, yo, Got a few dope records on here, but Gucci has dropped so many projects and some of them have been really good, but with little to no buildup. And it's like what if we could have just focused on one for six months and build it out and have a whole entire rollout where we could be excited for a Gucci main project. The payoff would be so much bigger. But we get so many of these projects that it's just like, oh, yeah, another Gucci main project. And that's how I feel about Tony Khan. Of course, he's going to give us Kenny Omega versus MJF on collision with little to no build up because he's given us so many incredible matches that should have had build up. That if he gave that, if they really had just two or three months would have been astronomical. But I think Tony Khan is also desperate. Unlike Gucci Mane, because Gucci Mane mm. is satisfied. You know what? Forget mm. desperate. I think he's comfortable. Just like Gucci Mane. Gucci Mane is comfortable. What has Gucci mm. Mane not done? What has he not achieved? He's healthy. He can do whatever he wants to do. He doesn't have to put out... He doesn't have to do a build for an entire project if he doesn't want to. He's Gucci Mane. He's done everything. Tony Khan's a billionaire. Why does he need to build out a match to sell tickets? <clears throat> That's that's just me. I'm just throwing that out there.
2: He's selling like his teacher product too. short, man. Know, oh, right, man. right. I feel like I just feel like Tony Khan, when it comes to Tony Khan, he's selling his product short by booking that way. Like you're giving us these dream matches, quote unquote, for free with little to no build. It's like, to me, that's bad booking. That's that's bare minimum. Like anybody can do that. Cooley could go pick two great wrestlers from the, the roster right now and say, oh, put them in a match for the main, in the main event. That's, that's fantasy booking. That's easy. That's bare minimum. A good booker is supposed to get the audience invested in that match. Give us, some, give us a story. Give us something to latch on to and look forward to. I, I feel like Tony Khan forgets a lot of time that the, the, the appeal is in the build. The, um, the, the, the appeal is in the anticipation. When we anticipate a match for months and months and months, when that day finally comes, we feel like we can't miss it. Like, Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns at Elimination Chamber, I called off work. I literally had to work that day, and I said, you, I made the decision, you know what, this build was so crazy that I feel like I can't miss this match. So I'm just going to call off work. I'm going to call the homies and have them come over to the crib, and we're going to watch this show. We're going to watch this show specifically for this Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns match. But the reason it felt that way is because we built towards that for months and months and months. There were so many layers to that story that when we finally got to that point, it just felt like we couldn't miss it. And when it comes to Kenny Omega, someone as important as Kenny Omega and someone as important as MJF, it feels like when we're missing a story and we're just having that match for the first time ever in a random one off on collision, you're selling your product short. You're not only selling your product short, but you're selling your audience short. You're, you're I mean, doing us a great disservice by giving us that for free with little to nothing behind it.
0: To
1: play double Zab- savage. Oh, sorry. Yeah, go, go seven. Kool- no, I was going to say that know. was. a Kool- uh, Kool- Kool- about
2: to give me props. <laughs> go
1: ahead, go ahead. No, I was, but but then also I was going to say that was a um that was definitely like a pay per view match. Like I don't understand his angle. I really think I mean AEW been around for five years, five six years. I really think Tony Khan is still in his fandom stage and he's not Facts. grown out of that yet. So, like, we all can fantasy book. And I feel like that's what he's doing right now. And I don't think he'll ever grow, to be honest. I don't think he cares about any build. He just cares about seeing numbers and, you know, competing with the place across the hall. So, I don't know. And, look, to piggyback on what Cooley
2: said, that's that's not just a pay-per-view main event. That's, like, an all-in main event. That's, like, the yeah. a main event in Wembley. That's, like, the biggest match in wrestling. But on Collision... Play-
0: but to play devils, but to play devils advocate, right? And mm-hmm. you know, I gotta give Tony props. Like I, I tuned in to watch MJF versus Kenny Omega because if it you didn't. was, you didn't. I did. It didn't. was a main. We, it was a main event. It was a main event match. Sylvan, be honest with me. Be honest, with <laughs> me, my brother. <laughs> I did. Bro. You, you, I did. Wait, no, no, Sylvan, I Sylvan, Sylvan, did. wait, wait, wait. Sylvan,
2: Sylvan, Sylvan, Sylvan. Be honest with me. You watched that live? You, didn't watch, it it, watch, you didn't watch it on the watch. I watched the watch wrestling. You didn't only, catch the watch wrestling. It was link. the only.
0: It was the only thing. It was, the, was, only the, thing <laughs> it was the only thing that I watched. It was the only thing I watched. I did not watch that show. Let's just give it a stack. Let's give it a stack. I didn't watch that show. Right, I did all not all right. watch that show, but I did watch that main event. The show was. Fun, Why right? did I watch? Yeah, it was a main. It was a it was main great. event. Now it should have been. It should have been a pay per view main event. But when I think about Raw the way that hunter is booking raw it's almost as if he can't put anybody that's huge against anybody else that's huge on a main event of raw he can't, it's almost like it's almost like because of the things that they're trying to do to get to these pay-per-views they mm-hmm. can't seem to make main events on raw or smackdown that seem like a big deal am i wrong about that
2: so yeah, I feel like there's a happy medium here that needs to be met. Because like I said, it feels like Triple H is trying to avoid certain matchups because he knows that they could be bigger. So you don't want to just give away those for free. So they're trying to avoid certain matchups. And because of that, we end up getting the same thing over and over. Whereas Tony Khan is trying to give us everything all at once. <laughs> so we need to find some type of medium. And like I said, the person that I feel like have, has met that medium has been HBK. Mm-hmm. And that's why tri- that's why Shawn Michaels is my booker of the year. Definitely. But I think we need Vince back, baby. Oh, we definitely don't need Vince back, but I think that we <laughs> that face, that smile, this evil smile that Sylvan had. I think we gotta admit something, man. I think we gotta admit that Triple H don't really know what he's doing with the judgment day. I think that they were clear
0: hear me I don't out
2: hear me out hear me out it was very clear at one point that you know damien priest was gonna split from the judgment day they had it was written i i fully believe in my heart that it was written he won that no money in the bank briefcase and like Nas, it was written damien priest was gonna get the boot from the judgment day but it seems like Triple H kind of got cold feet on that and kind of backed off a bit. So now we got the whole JD McDonough dynamic. We got Judgment Day feuding with eight dudes all at once and having the same variation of matches every week. And it seems like there's really no end game right now because Triple H doesn't know the end game. And I, I could be wrong. Maybe Triple H has this all written out in his office and he knows exactly what he's doing. But to me, the viewer, it seems like he don't know how to end this He don't know how to end it, So he just keeps keeping the wheels rolling Until he figures, figures it out
1: I, I swear Finn Balor was going to go against Damian At one point And I nice. don't know what happened
0: they I, think, I think a lot of this was because of Vince's involvement Yeah And I think Vince was the one who was Really pushing for the divide And I think once Vince got pushed out of creative We've seen massive changes Raw is totally different Than it different was job. three months ago it's a, totally, yeah. it's, a, it's a completely different show And when I look at Judgment Day I don't think that Hunter Doesn't necessarily know what to do with them But I do think There's a larger issue at play Which is it kind of feels like everyone's a little Directionalist right now Nobody's really doing anything that Really matters If we're really being honest It's just a lot of, it's just a lot of Easter eggs And things being planted here and there But it's not anything that feels like Urgent None of this is really mm-hmm. urgent for us to really tune into. I can skip Raw. I feel like I can <laughs> and not skip have Raw. missed anything. Yeah. I mean, and obviously, it's the same show. Yeah. And obviously, I'm not going to skip SmackDown because the bloodline, hey, right? The bloodline. That's and that's three years. It's that's, over there. There's three years, literally, there's three years of story that has been built into me tuning into the bloodline every single, um, every single week on SmackDown. But right. as far as Raw goes and the rest of SmackDown, Everything seems pretty pointless. Nothing seems like it's urgent. Nothing seems like I need to tune into this. Um, Nothing seems like this is going to lead to something that's important. But also, I'm going to give Hunter the benefit of the doubt. He is cooking. He has been newly cooking under the Endeavor deal with him being head of creative. So I'm not going to count him out completely. And I've learned with time, especially when it comes with wrestling, to be Mm -hmm. patient. Because boy, have mm. I been wrong on so many things when I should have just sat back and seen
1: what was gonna happen, <laughs>
0: right? So
1: yeah, you know man. what else y'all wrong on? That boy Punk showing up in ten days. It's baby. not
0: happening. Please, <laughs> he's not showing <laughs> he's not. up. Yo, if Please he shows stop. up in ten days, yo, oh my god, Cooley, Cooley, you got a spaz on both of us, dog. He's hey. not. <laughs> at,
2: at this point, Bob, Bob Ross might po- po- might pop up on a scooter like. <laughs> uh. <laughs> You got a podcast, bro? I can't believe that happened. I cannot
0: believe that happened. I was like, bro, that's scary.
2: Leave me alone.
0: That's scary. <laughs> that's because Quan. You t- that's because you are you are you are a pleasant guy, Quan. Yeah, you you are yeah, really, man. you are nice a guy, very, man. you are a nice really guy,
2: nice ladies, person, ladies. I'm a very nice guy. know what I'm saying, yeah, you are a very but, uh, pleasant man. He just hit y'all with <laughs> yeah, the valviness. That's crazy. <laughs> what is going on?
1: <laughs>
2: and look, and before we. <laughs> Before we get out of this topic, I do want to keep the same energy because I know I know how AEW fans are when we talk about you know giving us matches with no build. So I gotta keep the same energy with Hunter. I love that Gunther versus Bronson Reed match. That was a dope match. One he of was. my favorite WWE matches in probably the last decade. But Bronson Reed versus Gunther, that's a that's a WrestleMania level match. That's that's a match that should have build going into it. That's a match that should have some type of feud and Something, something, you can't just give us that match on a random Monday Night Raw that nobody watched. So, yes, AAA you can. No, yes, you can. No, yeah, you can.
0: No, yeah, but no. you just like, you just really like Bronson Reed, and that's okay. But that was, that Brons- was a, that was a, that was a Raw <laughs> worthy match that was really no, good that no. I'm glad we got to see. I don't need to see that Bronson at WrestleMania. Reed. I, I really feel like Bronson Reed is that guy. Of course you do, but what has Bronson I, Reed done to, uh, to deserve for that to be a WrestleMania event? You gotta it be like matter. the man gotta, at some point. That's why you gotta build that man,
2: boy. Build him up, build him man. up, get him there. That's what I'm saying, though. He hasn't had any builds, so that's a good. So match. don't don't give us that match until he's built, until he's ready for it. Oh to god, <laughs> why not? That's why like, can't that? I see him lose? Think think of the golden era. Think of the golden era. That would be like giving us Brock Lesnar versus Undertaker on a Monday Night Raw. And I'm and this is this is this is this is early Brock Lesnar. This is very, very early Brock Lesnar. I'm not talking about Brock when he's the man beast and out there with Heyman just doing his thing. I'm talking about a month into his run, we're giving up Undertaker versus Brock Lesnar right, right away on a, on a random Monday Night Raw. It's like, no, build Brock Lesnar up. Get him to that level so when we get Undertaker versus Brock, we can get it in a real way. Don't just so you is man.
0: So what you're saying is Bronson Reed is an early Brock Lesnar.
2: He could be. Whoa. Look, I am a Bronson Reed advocate. Bronson <laughs> Reed is a future world champion. Trust me. Trust me when I say it. Y'all, y'all might think I'm crazy, but Bronson Reed is a future world champion. That man can go.
0: That man can I believe, go. I believe he is. Nah, I don't, really don't want nice. to sound yeah. like I'm um, yeah, I don't want to sound like I'm I'm a, not a Bronson Reed appreciator. Right. I just think that was a good match. I really I enjoyed him having a classic with Gunther on Raw. That was an nice. appropriate match. And I and That's I want to
2: awesome. see it. I want to see it again too. I want to see that further in the future. At this point, so I kind of want Bronson to so be one. So, there. would you
1: would you want to see it three Raws in, in in a row?
2: No, Triple H, ah. Triple H. don't do that to me. <laughs> don't do that to me. Don't give me that match every single night. Because <laughs> then the problem with that type of booking is that it doesn't feel important anymore. It's like once we get it the first time, yeah, cool, it's important. You give it to us a second time if you build it right, it could be important. If you keep giving it to us over and over on like Raw's and SmackDown, at that point it's like, all right, this match means nothing to me anymore. This is just another match. So you got to do better than that. Triple H, get it together. Tony Khan, get it together. But like always, I want to hear from y'all out there, man. How do y'all feel about the Booker of the Year? Is it Triple H? Is it Tony Khan? Is it HBK? Do you feel like Tony Khan is giving us too much too fast? Do you feel like Triple H is giving us not enough at all? Let us know down below. At <laughs> <Yo>. all, <laughs> I want to hear
1: Vince McMahon voice.
2: <laughs> yeah, Vince. McMahon. Hey, Vince was doing the same thing, by the way. Vince was giving us the same matches over and over and over and over.
0: Never forget, Vince tried to give us Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Brock Lesnar for Stone Cold to lose on a random right, bro. And you like
1: know Vince what Stone Cold did? walked out. Him. He walked, yeah, he out, walked out. He said, "I'm out of here."
0: I'm out. That's stupid. That's yeah. terrible booking. He ain't going to build me all the way up just to squash me. That's crazy. It's terrible. <laughs> hey, speaking of walking
2: out, hold on. I know, I know Sibbin was about to get into his poppy, but like since we're talking about Stone Cold walking out, bro. <laughs> Yo, back in the day, remember when I used to work at Urban, bro? Yeah. I used to work at, those of out there who don't know, I used to work at Urban Outfitters, man. I was out there slinging clothes to the hoes. I was selling clothes. Wow. Man. <laughs> This one dude, man. This one dude, he came to work, right? And I was a I was a I was the men's team lead back then. So I was on my little power trip, you know what I'm saying? He came to work late. I tried to flex my power on him. I told him I'm like, yo, you couldn't call us or nothing? Like, you know, I'm flexing my power. Cause I'm like, yo, you gotta check in if you're gonna be late. You can't just show up. That boy looked at me and walked right out the store. He never came back. Uh (laughs) Bro. Hey, and I still yo. follow him on Snap. I still follow him on social media. So whenever he posts something, I watch the video. I'm just like, "Yo, I'll never forget this dude. Looked me dead in the face and just walked out of my job and just never came back.
1: That's <laughs> crazy. I'm
2: like, but I not want to
1: be here anyways, bro. I'm out. Hey, I don't out blame this, him. I was
2: look. I was on one. Hey, Cooley, you, you, Cooley was there with me at one point.
1: Yeah, man. Quan got me in. He, he was got in. me in. I was in there for like two months and dip. We <laughs> was in there running Sheesh. plays. Yeah. Man, I never
0: work in a clothes store, man. Y'all, don't, y'all go man. through it it's, all. Y'all go through it all, terrible. bro. That it's was a, a terrible long. time. That was an awful time. That's yeah, a lot. No, never. I'll never do it, dog. Look, guys. I don't. I don't do this often, man. You know what I'm saying? I don't do this often at all. But it's time for me to apologize. To me. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> to, to me. No, nah, not at all. I mean, when it, when, when it, whenever, maybe, maybe, you know what, maybe, maybe it might it might be an inadvertent apology to you, to you, Kwan. It depends. It depends on how you take it. There's two people I want to apologize to. Um, The first person, I'm just going to get it out the way, you know, Ronda Rousey. Whoa. Whoa.
2: Whoa. 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 This is yeah, sick. Yeah,
0: Ronda Rhonda, I want to apologize. I want to sincerely apologize. Despite how I feel about you, I realized that your return to wrestling was for a good cause. It was for charity. I wasn't trying to hear that last podcast. Quan was trying to give me the game. Cooley was trying to give me the game. It was for a charity event, and it was for your support and your sister, Athena. And I, 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 I'm honestly just very passionate about wrestlers being passionate about what it is that they want to do. And res- despite all of that, I... Projected all of that negative energy onto you And I want to say Sincerely from the bottom of my heart I apologize and that I hope That this wrestling match that you have Coming up in a few weeks Is absolutely incredible And all the proceeds are going to a great cause A cause that you and your family are very passionate about So I'm going to give you my My, my claps And my apologies Let's get that out of the way Now yeah, the mad apology that I really got to get off, man, is to C.M. Punk. whoa, Philip. C.M. Punk, I don't know Ooh. if you watch this podcast. I don't know if you have us blocked at all. You we, know are I mean? blocked. we are blocked. We are. Our podcast is blocked by C.M. Blocked by C.M. Punk.
2: It, it wasn't man. like that. It was it wasn't a soft block. It was a hard block. He blocked my personal profile. He, he blocked here. everybody. He blocked yeah, us he, all. I he think I'm not blocked, us, though. Man.
1: Yeah, Dang. he probably yeah he see. probably didn't say anything about you. Yeah. He, he, oh, never yeah. mind. I think I am blocked. What? Nope. <laughs> nope. 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 Yeah, we out now here. Blocked. You know I'm saying? bro.
0: Boom. Shout, shout shout to you, punk. Uh, you know, look. I know you are a straight edge guy, and that <laughs> means that you could probably appreciate a sincere apology and appreciate when someone is wrong. And I am humbly. Humbly coming to you To say that I was wrong And I'm sorry I was on this podcast Going crazy When you got fired Or no I guess when you got fired I'm not entirely sure how that I'm just gonna I'm gonna say that you were released When you were released by Tony Khan And AEW I called you a cancer I called you Every single word i could possibly think of because i firmly believed in my heart that you were selfish and that you're only thinking about yourself when the biggest main event or biggest event in wrestling history quote-unquote was happening and we were all only talking about you i called you selfish i did a lot of things on this podcast did I told you to need get blocked. <laughs> I did enough to get blocked. I told you that you needed to look in the mirror and decide who you were going to be. I was upset. I was upset because it had been seven years, and it seemed as if we weren't going to ever get a CM Punk that could just be in a wrestling company and fulfill his destiny, or at least just entertain us as wrestling fans, right? But boy. It's been, what, two months since you've left? And Mm -hmm. my goodness, it seems as if the writings are on the wall. I look at AEW and I look at how they're moving, and it seems as if your presence was really a band-aid to the larger issues that are going on in that company with Tony Khan and AEW and those EVPs in the back. Now, I've always had my issues with AEW, Tony Khan, and the EVPs, but I firmly 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 believed that you were moving in a way that maybe just wasn't allowing you to be the leader that you should have been i was wrong i was completely wrong the reality of the of the sake let me bring this back <laughs> the reality of the sake for the sake let me bring this back <laughs> get it together my brother A terrible apology I just want to focus On why I was wrong I realized That you were very needed In AEW as a whole And Mm -hmm. when you left The writings have been Completely written on the wall The attendance is at a record low A record low The signings Have been (laughs) We're gonna get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> the main events the main events at Dynamite Collision have been massive with little to no payout, little to no build. None. I I'm realizing and I, and, and and Tony Khan has been spiraling publicly. It's very apparent to me that what you were dealing with behind the scenes was basic knowledge of how to do wrestling business in an efficient way and you were dealing with a lot of people who just did not understand that philosophy we saw it with collision when collision was created and you had a real creative influence there we saw how the product was moving it was we the, saw best the wrestling it was, show on TV. It was the it was best the wrestling back. show on TV on TV for those two months mu- for, for, mu- for that month or two, really. The vignettes that were being created, the builds that were being created, the wrestling matches that were being booked. It was efficient booking. Seeing how many people were attending these shows because you returned was incredible to see. I was overlooking it. In the grand scheme of AEW's progress. But once you left, it was very apparent to me that a big part of the success of AEW was largely due to you. Largely. And I was so upset. I was so in my feelings that we were talking <clears throat> about you again. Instead of talking about AEW success, that I closed a blind eye to the cracks that were really happening in AEW. And I shifted all the blame onto you. And I did that because of the history that I've seen with you in the past, quote unquote. I wanna apologize because now I'm watching AEW, and it's very apparent to me that without your influence, we're just looking at a company that's short sighted, that doesn't wanna do the hard work, that's literally making booking decisions off of a whim. And refuses to, ch- to change Their trajectory in order to be Successful on the level that their potential could, re- could, uh, could See And I shifted all of it on to you And so I'm a man That understands when he's wrong And I have no problem being wrong Because I'm fickle And I'm fickle because that's life hey. So CM Punk If you ever get a chance to watch this I apologize It was never about you It was about tony khan and aew now tony khan i get on this podcast man and i say a lot about you (laughs) i really do i really do do. man and honestly i don't really know what it is with you I, i i can theorize things i can say you're comfortable i can say you're a purist i can say you're just not a great booker i can say you're you're a fan and all of these things. But at the end of the day, I'm not sitting down with you. I don't know the pressures that you go through. I don't know who's talking to you. I don't know who has your trust. And I don't know what you believe equates to success. All I can say is that I do genuinely hope that things get better. And I believe that they will get better for AEW. I believe this is business. You go through your ups and downs. And and WWE went through the same thing as they were climbing to their ascension, and then they came back down in the early 90s and had to figure things out a bit over the course of the yep. next six or seven years. So, mm-hmm. I don't want to sit here and just blame you and say everything is completely wrong from a real standpoint. But I do think that there are just some real mistakes that are being made when I see some of the signings that are, be- that are happening and some of the big matches that are being announced with little to no buildup. And despite that, we're seeing all of the lack of attendance that are ha- that is happening on a day-to-day basis week to week basis your pay-per-views aren't performing the way they usually do and the interest isn't there and quite honestly man I want you to do great I want AEW to be great but I don't have the answers and so I will wrap this TED talk up by saying that my patience Will be at a higher level Because of this situation with CM Punk CM Punk I want to thank you for allowing me To see the <laughs> amount of patience That I need to have Before making an assessment An emotional reaction Based off of History in the past that maybe I Didn't really understand Because You made a tweet Or maybe it was an Instagram post it or was an Instagram
2: Instagram story, story.
0: And they said people don't understand your worth. Sometimes people don't understand your worth until you remove yourself out of the equation. And my God, Punk, <laughs> if that isn't the truest statement that I feel when it comes down to your involvement in AEW, I don't know what is. And that is my TED talk. I apologize. Shouts to Anita Baker.
1: Speaking on that quote, I said that to all my exes, <laughs> and, it's, and you know. Uh, <laughs> It's true. it's true it's true it's true <laughs> so sh- shout out to cm punk man <laughs> yo, i was wrong
2: you. punk yo P- cm punk cooked aw with that quote and i ain't gonna hold you
1: facts you <laughs> said, yo, i don't know
2: the- what y'all had till it's gone man bro, it's, those, it's, that attendance
1: insane, bro those pictures <laughs> those pictures of like empty seats Oh my God! It's just—it's very dreadful <laughs> just to watch, man. Oh my and, God! But we're going to experience—we're going to experience, and, we're gonna experience and, this. And, so
2: we're going we to. Oh, we're we're going to experience these half-empty arenas because we will be in the building for full gear on the 18th. Yeah, so man. if you see us, you come out, say what's up, man. Say what's up. I know we got a little community we building. So if you see us in the building, come say what's up. We we really are AEW fans. Punk is a needle
1: mover. Mm. Yes, he is.
2: All right. So look here is the thing here's the thing here's the thing for one let's talk about those empty arenas i wouldn't say aew's attendance is bad per se because they're doing like three four thousand people in these buildings i mean wwe was doing pretty much the the same attendance a couple years ago when they hit their rough patch so if you got four thousand people five thousand people in a I can't I can't laugh. I can't I can't I can't talk trash about it. But the problem is Tony Khan is booking these huge arenas. When you got four thousand people in a four thousand seat arena, it looks good. When you got four thousand people crammed into a twenty thousand seat arena, it just looks bad. It looks very bad because we know the capacity is much more than what you put in that arena. So when when I see these pictures of a half empty arena, Uh, It's kind of hard not to laugh. It's kind of hard not to laugh because it looks so bad. Like the optics of it is bad. And we all know optics play a huge part in people's perception. Even if you're doing decent, like if you're selling a decent amount of tickets in these cities, the optics of those pictures is that it's doing bad. So that's going to be the perception. And perception becomes reality. So Tony Khan, you got to (laughs) book some different arenas. Book smaller arenas, please. Stay out of these NBA arenas because you're not filling them up and it looks bad.
1: I think it's an ego but, thing too, as well. Because, facts. okay, so <clears throat> I feel like it's like a UK artist trying to do a stadium in the US. So let me, let me take it back. Burner Boy, I know y'all know I love Burner Boy, man. That's my Burner. dog. I, would th- I went to see him Burner. two years ago. I saw him at the Got bowl. It was fire. It was lit. So look it, check it out. He has a concert tomorrow at the BMO Stadium. It's a soccer mm-hmm. stadium, a lot of seats, a lot of seats. I checked for tickets because I was, you know, thinking about going. Bruh, it's so many empty seats, and I'm surprised he didn't cancel the show. <laughs> so I feel like he's doing something that's too big for what he really is because a soccer stadium, that's a lot of right. seats, bruh. So now it's to the point right. that he's doing a buy one, get one 50% off right now. Like, yep. it's it's crazy, bro. So he should have did like a little, you know, crypto it, Arena or even- something like that.
2: Seeing buy one get one free for a wrestling ticket, it's embarrassing. Like as an AEW fan, watching watching WWE fans laugh at the buy one get one is like it's embarrassing because you're you're never gonna see WWE giving away tickets like that. Like you're never gonna see WWE saying, "Hey, if you buy this raw ticket, we'll give you two of them for free." Like that just looks bad. That looks that looks desperate. It's okay to perform in the Novo. You know what I'm saying? Like it's okay to to perform at the Hollywood Bowl or whatever, you don't have to be at Allegiant Stadium. You don't have to be in 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 Staples Center or Crypto. It's still Staples Center to us. We from LA, so you know I mean? it's it's, it's Staples. But Staples you ain't Center. gotta perform in the Crypto Arena. You can do the Novo, and it's fine. You can do the Wilton, and it's fine. Like I don't know why Tony Khan keeps booking these huge arenas and only putting three thousand people
0: in them seats. It's it's I, also like a ego. It's an ego blow because when you're starting off with arenas. And then you have to make the decision to downsize To the public It looks as if oh This isn't going well So it must not be doing that well But it doesn't matter In my opinion I feel like if you're If you're it doesn't matter what you're doing You should be focusing on yourself and your growth And what you need to do And what you don't need to do At the end of the day if you can say that your show is sold out That's the point right Like as an artist I don't If I can't sell out a thousand room venue, it serves me no purpose to be there. If I can sell out a 200 person venue, I have a sold out show that feels good. It's optics the same way that it's it's just it's just optics, man. Like, I think they need to kind of just kind of let go of the ego and make the decisions that's best for the company.
2: We just saw it with the Bound for Glory tna's bound for glory had much less fans than AEW's recent show had but you know what they had a venue that was appropriate for that amount of people so the pictures looked good versus mm-hmm. aw with like half the arena empty so it's like come on man tony khan but we do got to remember a lot of these venues were booked like a year in advance so tony probably booked <laughs> these venues under the assumption that cm punk would be on the roster and they would be doing their thing so
0: there's that. Yikes. Yeah, we also don't know the optics of what those deals are, and to right, cut those right, deals, right. and you know, it could be disastrous. Right. So maybe he's doing the best that he can. Right.
2: And just to speak to the topic at hand, which was, <laughs> we 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 went off on a tangent on the on that attendance, but like, damn, that attendance be looking bad. But just to get back to Sylvan's awful apology to Tony uh, to Tony Khan and CM Punk.
0: Look, no, man. to CM Punk, not to Tony Khan. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, Look, Sylvan, Sylvan was wrong, but, you know, Sylvan was wrong about a lot, man. He he came in here the other week and he said Orange Cassidy should be the face of AEW. And then still i still right about back. it. I had to sit back and watch Orange Cassidy no. have the lowest, <laughs> the least watched segment on the last two shows. Like, man, that's wonder the face why. He's okay. being,
0: being booked terribly. That's why. <laughs>
2: oh, no. Still right. Okay. okay. But here's the thing. I do think that Tony Khan made the best decision for his product possible at the end of the day. It's like CM Punk is a star. I would love for CM Punk to still be around. Um, Hopefully we do see CM Punk return. I don't know. AEW, Impact. WWE. Wherever he lands. I want to see him return. But at the end of the day, Tony Khan was losing the locker room. The entire locker room did not want CM Punk there outside of like FTR, Brody King and like a couple others. That locker room wasn't rocking with CM Punk. So at the end of the day, Tony Khan as a leader, he had to make the best decision for that locker room. And if getting rid of CM Punk was the decision, so be it. It's like when Russell Westbrook was a Laker. I love Russell Westbrook. I'm sure LeBron and AD and everyone in that locker room loved Russell Westbrook. But it was at the point where it wasn't working. It just wasn't working. People were like getting attitudes with each other during games. And you could see it like physically on the sidelines and yeah. people side-eyeing each other and not talking. It was at the point where somebody had to go. And there's no hard feelings. Like, we still love Russ. I hope Russ is doing well with the Clippers. But at the end of the day, it wasn't working on his team, and we had to cut him from the equation. That's the that's the CM Punk situation. We just had to cut well, him from the equation. And-
1: well, he didn't do well this week because, you know, we all saw that over time. <laughs> but yeah. shout out to Russell Westbrook for sure. <laughs>
2: I, I, it was like they were turning the ball over with, like, 24 <laughs> seconds left on the shot clock. Like, I don't miss that at all. I'm sorry. I love oh, Russ. I man. don't miss that. I love As a Lakers Russ. fan, I do not miss that, man. I don't miss that at
0: all. I think that's also a testament to the culture that Tony Khan has bred. At any given point, your locker room shouldn't be more influential than the person who's heading it. Vince McMahon Ooh. is not a slave Ooh. to the, the – That was a bar. Vince McMahon bar. is not a slave to his locker room. The, the locker room is not more important than Vince McMahon. Vince hey. McMahon calls the shots – He decides what needs to be done. There may be locker room leaders, but there's a certain culture that Tony Khan has cultivated. That's really toxic that pushes away somebody who's coming in and basically is trying to implement basic structure, basic understanding of wrestling booking for profitable sales. It's the same reason why William Regal couldn't stay around. So you got to decide is, is CM Punk was CM Punk the issue, or is just the culture toxic that he was in? And I think the culture was just toxic that he was in because we're seeing it. You know, it's not the the product isn't doing better since CM Punk is left. It's just that the culture is able to thrive the same way that it was before he got there, and we're seeing the results of that culture because they've gone back to the same mistakes that they've had all along, and it's highly unfortunate. It's not going to work this time, so. I, I I really hope I really want Tony Khan I really want Tony Khan to figure this thing out I tr- I truly do because I really do like AEW and I think the matches that they do put on even though they have little to no build are incredible you can't cinema. take that away from them man it's cinema right but what can you say hey those matches would be a lot better with build though just saying, a lot yeah. better vignettes I I really enjoy those two months of vignettes on Collision man. Like the importance of Samoa Joe versus CM Punk, and how they emphasized that, and what it meant for CM Punk to actually win. You know what I mean? Going back 15 years into the past, that's the type of stuff I want to see. That's stuff that I would like to see on Raw and SmackDown. Right. For to be honest, like, but right, you know, only one could dream. And they would like the thing is they would emphasize main
2: events throughout the. The show like the, the opening segment would build towards that main event and we would see it sprinkled throughout the entire show but these days yeah. AEW main events are just like random three man tag matches and it's like <laughs> no prior interactions before it. it's just like they come out during the main event and have a good match and it's like alright that was good but <laughs> so <laughs> get it together man but look I want to hear from y'all at home man did Tony Khan make the right decision in firing CM Punk was choosing the morale of the locker room the right decision or, you know, what's, is CM Punk right in saying that people don't know what they have until it's gone? Did, did Tony Khan make a mistake in firing his biggest star for the sake of a couple young guys in the locker room? Let me know. Let me know because I don't know where I stand with this at this point. I'm kind of on the fence. I see both sides, but I don't know where to land. I really don't know where to land. Let me land. And you don't know what Shout you to got Bu till Capone, it's man.
1: gone. Shout out to Boo. Out,
2: I want to have Boo Capone on this. I, <laughs> hey, Boo Capone, there's a wrestling connection there. Boo <laughs> Capone, he did a song with the West Side Connection on the on that Ruthless. What was it? The WWF album? Ruthless Aggression? Uh, it was, what's it, Ruthless, Ruthless I, Aggression? Was it aggression? It, just, I think it was it aggression? it might have just Ruthless been Aggression. aggression. But like I know, I know. Bu Capone did let the big see. show thing with like Mac Ten and like the West yep. Side Connection. So look, Boo Capone is tapped in when wrestling. Yo, Boo Capone, come on this podcast, man. I want to talk to you. I want. I, I, we'll, we'll let you land. I promise. We'll let you land. <laughs> Coolly looking it up. Yeah. It was aggression. I remember it was WWE aggression because it had the method man I was, joint.
1: I was just talking to him about that too, like some weeks ago. It was yeah. aggression. It was aggression. It was two thousand. Jeez. I'm like bro, you hard ass gang grail three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, that's crazy Not the watch. Not the watch.
2: Fellas, 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 fellas. Let's talk about this young talent. This young talent. I think we would all agree that pro wrestling is probably at its peak right now as far as the talent in the game. This is the most talented era that we've seen, probably. Yeah, absolutely. But I want to know from y'all who got next. Who got I next? I told y'all I already this, told
1: y'all who got next like months ago.
2: But wait, wait, but let me explain though. Let me explain. This is a two-sided question. This is a two-sided question. Because I want to know who got next in terms of being that next breakout star to really be the guy, to really be like world champion and selling tickets. But I also want to know who got next from that young crop that just hasn't really, you know, hit their mark yet. But it's like, you know what? This person might be on or something. They might break out in the next year. I want to know who that is for y'all. Because for me, (laughs) y'all going to think I'm crazy. Y'all going to think I'm crazy when I say this. Y'all going to think I'm insane. Y'all going to think I'm insane. But you know who I think got next? Jack Perry. I think Jungle Boy Jack Perry has next, man. Look at (laughs) Sylvan's face. Hear me out. Why was CM Punk fired from AEW? Answer the question this is, this is not rhetorical I'm asking Why was CM Jack Punk Perry, fired?
0: Because Jack Perry Went against CM Punk's um, On uh, live TV Jack, advise, um, Advisory on live TV And used real glass Do fans love CM
2: Punk Or do they hate him? They love him right? He's like one of the most Loved wrestlers Like in the world right? Yeah he is Both <laughs> Yo Listen Right now Jack Perry is serving A suspension But when that man is back Trust me Trust me when I say this, he is going to be a heat magnet. If y'all think that Dominic Mysterio's boos are loud, when Jack Perry popped his little pompous, uh, arrogant ass out there with a smirk on his face, knowing that the the reason most people tuned into this company is gone because of him, he's going to be a mega heel. And if AEW is smart, they run with that. They run. I could see Jack Perry being AEW World Champion in the next year just because I think that he's going to be mega over as far as a hill. So I think Jack Perry has next as, as far as that next crop to really reach the top. But as far as breakout stars, breakout stars in the next year, again, this might sound a little crazy to y'all. It might sound a little insane, but I got to admit, I like what I'm seeing from him so far. That boy Alexis King, a.k.a. Brian Pillman Jr., <laughs> yo tell me tell me i'm lying these promos Uh, that he's spitting on on nxt right now i see it i see it and i see that i see twitter (laughs) i see people trying to trash him and say that yo he ain't got the aura but no who doesn't lexi king all right all right give me a year give it give him a year and let's see where he's at he's 6'2 he got height on him he got a good look that's an incredible look actually he looks exactly like his dad and this character that they giving him it's it's working it's rocking the PC has done wonders for Brian Pillman Jr. Man, I'm I'm in my hun- I'm a hundred percent stock in on Lexi King.
0: I'm here, Lexis Lex- King. You cool? Want. That's cool. Lexis King is just I'm not his father. That's literally his gimmick. I'm not my father. Hey, it's not a gimmick. So it's a to spin. Me. It's just an angle. It's a
2: nah. That's a spin. It's a spin. <laughs> it's a spin on because it's a spin on the whole second generation thing or third generation thing. Everyone does the oh. This is Randy Jordan, and his father is Cowboy Bob Orton. He's a second generation, but you know what? He's t- he's doing the same thing, but he's giving it a twist. He hates his father. He don't want to be his father. But while they're doing that, it's it's kind of a dog whistle because they're letting you know who his father is. So it's like I see what they're doing. They they plan the game, and I'm, I'm in on it. I'm, I like I like it. I like
0: it. It's not interesting enough to me.
2: Yeah, I, I, think, now, I think I think I so think now. Did
0: it's not the angle in general is not interesting enough to me. Like I think he I think he has decent promo skills. I think he's okay in the ring. Um I don't think he's going to be that guy in a year. I think he needs two or three years honestly. Um I think he needs time to figure out what he is beyond that. Like, you saying you're not your father is... Mm-hmm. Cool. That's cool for a year. You clearly haven't been watching NXT then. Because you if you think that's all the,
2: the basis of his promos, then you clearly ain't been watching. Because that boy not is saying, cutting him. He cutting not, him promos, man. I'm not
0: saying that's the basis cool, of you his... you saw
2: Halloween Havoc. That boy is sitting there
0: talking. I'm not saying that's the basis of his promos. <laughs> I'm saying that's the basis of his character right now. I care. You know what You know what makes me upset about y'all? is like, I, is that y'all don't, y'all don't have a real clear... Indication of what character is. Y'all focus what? on potential. I yeah, think you don't. Yeah, have that's to, right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I'm not finishing I'm my what? thought. I'm not done with my thought. I'm not done with my thought. You are invested in potential. Y'all no. are invested in what could be. And every time I say somebody doesn't have a character, everyone looks at me like you clearly don't know what a character is. What it? What is his character, Kwan? Sylvan. Cont- cont- Quad, continues- what's his character? What's his character? He's Brian Pillman's son, and he oh, hates his mother. That's exactly. a character. Exactly. <laughs> it's not enough. That's it's not character. enough of a character. Okay, okay It's not enough.
2: Okay. Look, my, that's well, all I'm, I'm saying. saying. Can I speak? A- Sylvan you can continuously confuses character and gimmick. They are not the same. If a guy comes out as the pizza man, that's not a character. That's just him doing a goddamn gimmick. That's not a character. The Undertaker was a gimmick. It's a gimmick. Orange Cassidy's whole lazy hands in a pocket thing, that's a gimmick. Character is traits. Character Bars. is the way you speak, the way you <laughs> compose, the way you carry yourself. The aura you give off when you're around. That's what a character is. It's not just a gimmick. Triple H's character was that he was the cerebral assassin. That wasn't a gimmick. A gimmick would be Kane with a mask and fucking fire. Oh, my bad for cussing. but I was, I was fired up. But that's a gimmick. There's a difference between character traits and a gimmick. What is his character? Lexi King doesn't have a gimmick, but he has character. If you if you actually watch Does his promos. he have promos, a
0: character though?
2: Yes, watch him. Watch his promos, watch his entrance. He comes out on a king's throne wearing a crown and the the, 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 the throne
0: slides across the stage. He's November giving 3rd. you character. He's not giving I'm you a gimmick. This. I know that you I'm like gimmicks. Said, how what? many times <laughs> have, how many how many times have we seen all right? How many times have we seen that character before? But he's doing none.
2: I haven't seen a character like Lexi King. I haven't seen a character like Lexis King. Give me one. A wrestler Give me one who is right not now. his father? Give me a wrestler who is hella arrogant and hates their father. Dom. Oh, you got me. Oh <laughs> my God.
0: Why? Why I I, uh, I sit oh, wait, on wait, his wait, wait. Oh, wait. I sit on his wait, podcast wait, and I wait, listen wait. No, to y'all. No 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 no, 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 no. I sit on his podcast and I listen to y'all try to discredit me and my eye and my thoughts and my vision. And I fully understand what you mean by the difference between a gimmick and a character. And I'm not confusing the both. In fact, I think a gimmick and can let's... hold you back. But you can have characteristics and not have a character, i.e. Austin Theory. (laughs) Great characteristics. But he doesn't have a character. I don't know who Austin Theory is. Nobody in the world could tell you who Austin Theory is. You could say he's brash. You could say say he's arrogant. What's his character? He's He's the mega
2: star. That's not a character. That's a moniker. That's a nickname. That's not a character. What is he talking about? And, and, and let's be clear. I don't let's know what LA Knight is. Let's just be clear. Dominic Mysterio and Lexus King are not the same. Yeah, they both hate their father, but their characters, they it's not even close to being the same. <sighs> Dominic Mysterio has a gimmick. He's an ex-con. That's his gimmick. He comes out with a tattoo. He comes out with a bulletproof vest on. Like, he is ex-con Dom, dirty Dom. That's a, that's a gimmick. Lexus King is not that. So let's not sit here and pretend like Lexus King <sighs> is doing his best I'm,
0: Dominic Mysterio impression. I didn't say that. You asked me a question and I answered. You said, tell me who has a, who has a gimmick or a character <laughs> that's like this. And I told you who has one that's doing it better. <laughs> Clearly. I'm Look, I'm not discrediting He's, the difference between a gimmick and a character at all. Like I said before, I think a gimmick can hold you back if it's not... Transfer it into a character There was a gimmick with the Undertaker right? Undertaker made that gimmick Into a character Now there's a difference between having Characteristics and having A character A character means I know who you are Characteristics everybody has Anybody can have characteristics That doesn't mean you have a character That doesn't mean I know who you are That doesn't mean I know what you do That's all I'm saying So, so Star is a character Yes, it is. It absolutely is, and he's made it into a character. He, but he's made, but nobody's claimed it, and he made it into his own character, and he's gotten it over. Okay, and y'all can shit on y'all, and I'm sorry for cussing and y'all can dump on La Knight all y'all want because we love La Knight. I like La LA Knight. Every time I bring up La Knight, y'all dump on him because he's old, because uh, he's 41 years old, and he's not 24 trying to find himself. Once again, I have to defend what's going. Yo, what did Hope say? I got now. I don't care who got next. You bring up these who's got next. And I say, I don't care who's got next. You come to me when you figured it out a little bit. So when you bring these people up, like Alexis King. When I'm like, you know, he's cool. He's got some characteristics. He can cut promos. I like the fact that he's saying, okay, I'm not my pops. But it's not enough. It's not a character. It's just characteristics. You realize we're two weeks into his run. Like, I understand. Like I get it. Like, Let's There's give time. it some there, time. And that's what I know. But you're saying a year from now. I'm saying, nah, give hey, him it, three years. He needs about two to three years. Oh, my years. God. See, this is Silver's problem. Silver's problem is that he's not able to see
2: beyond what's happening in front of him right now. I remember... When Who Max cares Dupree, the CBR what's happening right now? Listen. I feel like DJ Khaled. Listen. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Listen. When L.A. Knight, a.k.a. Max Dupree, first popped up on the scene with the Maximum Mel Bottles, I hit the group chat and I said, hey, yo, Eli Drake just appeared don't on like SmackDown. Don't Y'all like don't one. understand. This man got next. He can cut promos. He's the one.
0: You know don't what Sylvan said? Don't don't you lie on this, don't you lie Silvan on this. Sylvan looked at that Juan. text and he said, don't you lie on this. no no no. Don't is you this? lie this. Like Juan. this is trash. Don't
2: trashed it. <laughs> <Silvan laughs> <Silvan laughs> don't it. No, I got
0: three shots. Okay, okay, okay. I All got right. the cool. All, All right. right. All I got the cool. All right. Got Here poop. we go. No, 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 no it was not Kirby. you have revisionist? You have revisionist, you have revisionist history because before he debuted, I swear about you were telling me about Ellie Knight aka Eli Drake. When he was on was. NXT and I, I said, was. I, and I said verbatim, I don't care about LA Knight on NXT. We'll see what he looks like when he's on the main roster. Then he came to that- the main roster and I hit the group. And chat and I, said, hey, yo, no, no. I said, Hey, he yo, said- who's this Eli? I said, he yo, said- who, who, who is? is this LA Knight guy? He's, hey, he's kind of crazy. And you were like, Oh, yo, I've been telling you about him. Well, then I tell you about him when he was at NXT and I was like, Oh, you know what? You're right. That was the whole premise. I did not. Yeah, I did not Bring it up. Hey, Bring we, it up. We, we I need remember. We need the so look. So that's a long we would time have... to go to the group chat, Loki. Though. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, who's that's, a long, that that's a long, long time. Yeah. That's going to be a but long look, time. If,
2: my point is, if we would have had that conversation then on this podcast, you know what you would have told me? You would have told me the same things you're telling me about Lexus King. You would have said, I don't care about his potential and who he is. What is he now? He's Max Dupree. This ain't a character. I don't like this. That's what Max you would Dupree have is saying. A and I would have been trying to tell you, wait a minute, slow your road. This Eli Drake guy is actually next because he has nope. so much character. He's fire. And nope. you would have shit on it. And then eight months from then, you would have nope. saw what I saw. But you're so stuck in what you see right nope. now that you're not able to look in the past. You're not able to look in the future. You nope. are a
0: victim of the now. Nat- now, nope. in fact, number all right, number one, all we got is the now. That's just philosophy. Number two, <laughs> <laughs> number two, I liked Eli. I liked Eli. I'm, Eli Drake. I keep calling him Eli Drake. Hey, I mean that was that's the day. That's the day. Eli, I hey, don't now. Know
1: I'm <laughs> hey now, Hey now.
0: Uh, <laughs> I, I liked. I liked. I liked Max Dupree when he came on as the leader of the Maximum Male Models. I thought he was fire. I thought he was cool. And I, I even, I remember, I remember hitting the group chat and being like, "Yo, bro, who is this?" And you were like, "Yo, that was La Knight. I told you he was gonna cook." And I'm like, "Yeah, this gimmick is kind of insane, but he's cooking. Like, you, you know who, you see who he is. Like, he's got the potential. I like him. Now, I will be, I will be, I will be honest. Right? There are certain people that I will see potential in. And when I see potential in someone, I'm gonna be biased. Now, I'm not saying there a potential. I mean, and this guy Lexus King I'm not saying that I'm just saying What he's exuding to me right now Isn't enough Like I'm not interested He's been cutting he been cutting some fire Yeah I'm just weeks. not I'm just Cooley. not I'm just not interested enough But Cooley I, Cooley I gotta Look, look I gotta,
1: it I, I can see Quan's uh, angle on Lexus. I, I can see it Like you know I just gotta give it time You gotta let things play out And um, as far as Jack Perry I think it's gonna be some It's gonna be some big heat When he comes back I do believe mm-hmm. that, but mm-hmm. my breakout star is different, though I will say that. And also, I did y'all hear? Uh, did y'all see on the internet where people thought that the uh, the dude behind the mask on Dynamite was was Jack Perry? Did y'all hear that? We gotta see that. Oh. Yeah. Oh, you mean the devil? The devil.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Some people. Some people I'm were
1: speculating. That. It.
0: Some people were speculating. People thinking that Jack but Perry. But a lot of people. A lot of people are thinking it's Jack Perry. Now. I'm with that. Yeah, yeah, I'm that with would be. That would be crazy.
1: Yeah. Woo! Always oh, hey. a great yeah, reveal. Yeah, but my. Uh, my breakout star is Trick. Whoop
2: that trick. I knew it. Yeah, knew trick, it trick, man, trick. for the
1: next yeah. year. Trick and Wesley, man. Like those that. those are my two. Cause Wesley, you know, he's like- been gone for a minute. That's and I feel like he he's gonna get his time like real soon. He's gonna be in that little ricochet bubble, man. I hope. I, like, uh,
2: I feel like Trick Williams ain't even breaking now. I feel like he's here. I feel like he he the one at this point. We all so, see it. So we got break uh, we got yeah.
0: breakout and then so we got breakout and the then future. what's the other
2: the the future So the future. So just they're both breakout, but I want to know a, a guy who's going to break out and just be world champion like right now. okay? Like you. he's on that cusp. Oh. And then someone okay. who's like younger, bubbling up but they haven't really reached who they are yet and they might within the next like 5
0: years. Um the all right, the cusp the cusp world champion that I see right now, um even though I don't really care for it I I do think we're going to see Damian Priest as world champion soon. Um, yeah, he's waiting. I, I think now. I think that's just like, I think that's the plan. I think Hunter is trying to find the right time where, I think Damien's going to be the first new world champion. Facts. That's what I really feel like. As far as the future, he's going he, to try to find the oldest white man he can think of, and <laughs> you know, Sylvan. Let's say the Ray future, Flair, man. <laughs> Ric <laughs> Flair, the future, the future. <laughs> who's, somebody I mean, who's bubbling? Who, who I feel like is gonna break out in the next couple years.
1: Oh, what's the name? Dragon. I wanna
0: say. Oh yeah, Ilya Dragunov. What? Is the show. Oh yeah. Dragunov. boy. Oh, when, my once, he, God, once, he that, once he makes it to that,
2: once he makes to that main roster, he's out of here. Yes. He might, yeah, oh,
0: Gunther, <laughs> mm, he might be the one yeah. to dethrone Gunther, to be honest. He might be the one to dethrone Gunther. off is crazy, dog next breakout, man. I had them in my mind. I was just thinking about them. I, I low-key forgot about him.
2: Hey, before you before you get that thought, I just mm-hmm. want to bring up something. Cause you know, we was just we were just arguing right now about you not being able to see the future because you always so stuck in the present. Mm-hmm. I got another one for you. It's a man I brought to the group chat. His name is Grayson Waller. I said, ah. yo. Grayson I don't Waller. Like, I don't like Grayson Waller. But oh, now you don't Whoa. like Grayson. Hey, he's trying to save face. He's trying to save face. He's trying to <laughs> save face. I, man, I, still, I think I Grayson Waller. He Grayson no, incredible. no, no, no. I, think he is incredible.
0: I think he is incredible. I think he is incredible. I think he's the one, but I don't like him.
2: You know, when I introduced Grayson Waller to the group chat and I said, yo, this dude can talk his talk He's he's nice. He's going to be next. Silver said, I t- what oh, what I, t- I hate people with accents.
0: I do. That's bro. That's it, bro. That's everybody, though, dog. That's he everybody. Has an Australian Come on, accent. Man. I don't like him. Bro, I don't like Drew McIntyre because of his accent. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. I just don't. That's just me, though. I'm just, I'm, and, I hope and, McIntyre and yo, wrestling community, wrestling community, just know I'm just, I'm just, I'm just a messed up type of dude. Like, this is totally, I'm, I'm delusional. That's this is all mean. jokes, by the way. This is not, we don't, we don't, it has nothing to do with how incredible they are. Grayson Waller is 10 out of 10. Let's incredible. not get it confused. My opinion of him does not, does not th- dispute the fact that he is the one. And Quan is right. So there's that. Look, man, breakout. <sighs> I know y'all, y'all got to flip when I say this name, too, man. Uh, y'all got to flip when I say this name, and it's okay. Breakout, for me, honestly, it's going to be Cedric Alexander. <laughs> All right, so
2: the next part of the show is my favorite part of the show. It's
0: called Cooley's Rundown, man. Nah, look, Yo. when I saw, I saw Cedric Alexander last week, man. First, first live show First yeah. live show in a very long yeah. time And I see yeah. a grit in him I see a grit in him that he didn't have before um, And he Of course he put on a great match But yeah. I think great I match. do I exactly. feel like man when it comes down to like singles When it comes down to young single black stars um, There's not a lot On the roster And I think Cedric if, I think if Cedric Alexander is really given a certain chance To establish himself as a single star I think he could surprise all of us. And I want to also this is this is my apology, Run, because I went off on Cedric Alexander for how he was feeling about pro wrestling when he made that tweet. But we haven't seen Cedric Alexander in a long time be a single star try to prove himself on a main roster. When we really think about it, he was part mm-hmm. of a faction. Um he was he was doing two oh five for a long time. Like he hasn't been on his own. And they kept him around when they could have let him go through a right. round of releases. And last week he showed me. That there might be something there with the right equipment. So Facts. I think in a year or two, if they really push the button on Cedric, he could be a breakout
1: star. I'm That's with who it. was in my mind. I'm not Facts. mad at that. I'm not mad at that. Shout we all, we all love
2: Cedric Alexander. Facts. And yeah. the reason, just to let y'all know, the reason we reacted like that is because Sylvan has some not so nice things to say about Cedric Alexander once upon a time. On so the pod. Him say that was, yeah, on the pod. So hearing him <laughs> say that was just like
0: Word, no, it's for okay. real though. It's because like yo, last week I really, I really saw this dude had a grit. He seemed like he had a certain tenacity to him, and he also and he's seemed like up he had a some, lot too. He bulked, bulked up yeah. a lot, had a lot of edge, and he was incredible in the ring. I'm like, oh, you back, know what? Back, we don't have a lot of single stars. We don't have a lot of single black wrestling stars right now, and he's young. Yeah, he's he still don't. young. So, and I and I had to really go back in my mind and be like, well, when has Cedric really had a chance to have the ball in his court as a single star in the main roster? Yeah, like it. for real. Yeah, I'm it. once again, I am judging prematurely. So, right. I think if he's given a real chance in a year or two, he could be a breakout star. Sylvan's right, well, first
1: young star. Let's clap it up, man. I know. Finally, finally, I was I was expecting
2: him to say like, <laughs> I was definitely expecting him to say, "La Knight," just you know. Uh, Man loves it <laughs> But no, um, LA Knight look, is man. already the one he's going for the he's title, the present so he's he the might present. be the fa- we'll, we'll, we'll get into that we'll get into that whoa, whoa. <laughs> he, might, he, might, he might be he might be the one he might really be the one uh, but look i want to yeah. hear from y'all man let us know down below who you think the next breakout stars are in pro wrestling not just wwe but wrestling as a whole i say jack perry i say lexus king cooley says trick williams and um, Sylvan says Cedric Alexander, surprisingly, and Damian very Priest. Su- very surprising answer, Damian Priest. Oh, and Cooley Best said I- Ilya Dragunov. Ilya Dragunov, he's Dragunov, the one. He's yeah. the one. But I want to hear from y'all. Who do y'all think the next breakout stars are in wrestling? Now it's time to go on this journey through the wrestling world. Cooley, what you got for us on this rundown,
1: my brother? I will say I have a lot of injuries on this rundown. So let's get into it. Oh, (laughs) no. Let's get into it, man. Brian Danielson. This wasn't a work. This is real life. My guy is going Mm. to have surgery for his broken orbital bone injury. And this is horrible. I feel like Mm. we're at this point in his career where he doesn't need to be suffering any injuries. No surgeries. Like, what are we doing? And he literally just announced um you know he was thinking about retiring uh within the next year mm. and i truly believe he should man i don't think he should risk his body anymore because <clears throat> i feel like i feel like he fulfilled everything i mean most people think you shaking your head you don't agree with me man come on man what oh no, no well Look, i <laughs> are you are you are you looking at a viewership angle no, he's or not. What? I'm <laughs> not
2: even. I'm looking at a selfish fan who just loves Brian Danielson so much that I just yeah, don't want to see him step away. Because yeah, let's just be honest. Let's just be honest. Brian Danielson is one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Like in that ring, when the Max, bell rings, Max. nobody's touching him. He's nobody's even lacing his boots. And on top of that, he was able to develop a character throughout his career that actually got over. Like, not only did he do it as a face with the whole yes movement, but he turned heel and got over as the vegan champion, the planet's yeah. champion, and it was incredible. So I it's love Brian Danielson. Every. Facts. Yeah. It might be his best friend, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see Brian Danielson retire, but I do think that it's time for him to step away from AEW. And I say that with all due respect towards AEW, but... The the product they put on over there, the quality of wrestling they put on over there, sure is what Brian Danielson likes, is what he comes from. But at this point in his career, I feel like that's just too much for him to take. Like he's he's already had to retire once due to concussion problems. I don't I don't want to see him getting hurt again. So I do think that it's time for him to step away from that type of wrestling. Step away from the whole iwgp thing that he wants to do the g1 climb whatever like step away from all that maybe come back home to wwe have one last run a very safe run change your in-ring style to you know do something more like a william regal where it's more map based more no more missile drop kicks no more flying headbutts none of that stay away from all that wrestle a safe style in AEW maybe get inducted into the wwe hall of fame and then retire but don't just retire right now it, it, it feels too incomplete i don't want to see him go out on an injury in AEW. i want to see him inducted into that wwe hall of fame
0: wrap it up pal it's been a great career um you've had more success you have the, you have a wrestling career that everybody in whoever wanted to be a wrestler would Dream of having but it's time Bro Max. breaking your orbital bone Man come on dog and you already Have been forecasted Personally to retire Retire on your own terms Have your last match at AEW have your Last match at a bingo hall Like you said you wanted to with Whoever Whoever and call it a day man like what more do you need to re- realistically give to us i don't need another run from you in wwe if you want that then that would be incredible i would love to see you go out on a high note in front of millions of people at i mean thousands of people at uh wrestlemania or whatever you want to do one safe run putting over the uh other talent but Back. ultimately man like you're a legend and you started in the indies and you've had a an incredible tenure in WWE and an incredible tenure in AEW, despite not winning the championship, but retire, retire, man. Like come back, have your last match. And then, you know, wrestle in a bingo hall, like you said, and just bow out gracefully, man. Like, yeah, man, you had like, I'm trying to see you alive. I don't want to see anything crazy happen to you. Honestly, if you don't ever get in the ring again, it's okay. Like you've done so much for us, bro. Like, Thank you for everything, man. But I want to see my wrestlers safe. You know, he deserves better, though, man. Hall of Fame. He is a Hall of Fame, bro. Like what has what has what has he not done, bro? Like what has he not contributed? This is this is like, bro, just go out. Go out on your own terms. You can bro. You can go out on AEW and just say I'm done. So the thing is, you're saying to go out on his own
2: terms, but this wouldn't be going out on your own terms. This is you getting a broken orbital bone and
0: saying, yo, you know what? I've had enough. That's not your yeah, own terms. You're being forced into retirement. I mean, that. look, sometimes life forces you to do things that you don't want to do. At the end of the day, you have the decision to make, man. I don't want to see wrestlers die in the ring. You know what I mean? Heck like wow. you, get, you get to a point in your career where it's not necessary. <clears> and I can see if you just haven't had the career that you wanted. But Daniel Bryanson has definitely had. <laughs> I love. How, <laughs> I love how we always make Daniel, that mistake of saying Daniel
1: Bryanson. Bryanson. We, always, man. It's like <laughs> it's so confusing. That's
2: the toughest thing because it's like Daniel, Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson. Bryan Danielson. Bryan Danielson. And Bryan Danielson. And it's like
1: uh, I feel I like we all always. love him
2: as the. Da- my introductions to him was um, Brian Danielson because I was a Ring of Honor guy, but I feel like he 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 really came into our hearts. Pause. As Daniel Bryan, so it's like I always want to call him that. Super pause, pause, super yeah. pause. Yeah, pause, yeah. But I always want to call him Daniel Bryan just because of that. But
1: Daniel, yeah, but yeah, Daniel, Daniel Bryanson,
0: Bryan because that's how he came into my heart. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like Daniel Bryanson doesn't. Why are keep to...
2: giving him sin? Why are keep putting sin on the end of that? It's
0: Daniel I Bryan. Know, I just I know it's Daniel Bryan, but I like Bryan Sin It's just kind of funny. You know I mean? It is low key <laughs> It is right. <laughs> Daniel Bryan But Daniel Bryanson has Sir Daniel Bryanson. <laughs> Sir Daniel Bryanson. Sir Daniel Bryanson. Nah but for real. Um
1: Brian Get Danielson. Get better, man.
0: Brian Danielson, man. I, I do wish you a speedy recovery and honestly, you don't really need to give me anything more. Um if you want to, that would be we we would be humbled, but I want to just see you safe, man. And if this injury is the last straw, then you've had an incredible career. We don't right. we don't need any more from you, man.
1: Yeah man, get 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 well man. Now we have another injury to talk about. Um, our guy Eric of the Viking Raiders. He mm, just underwent surgery God. on his six, on his C six C seven. I believe that's like the the disc on the bottom. Yeah, of yeah exactly dog. That. Yeah, it's who are we? So he just underwent that surgery, and currently they're pushing Ivar as a single star. You guys want to see that? Me personally, I don't care. <laughs> I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna hold y'all. I'm not even gonna try to pretend like you know, I I'm not I'm not really tuned in like that, but I'll see how it goes, you know. But I never really was tapped in with the Viking guys. You know? So,
2: so. Nice. I'm sorry, y'all. I right, look I'm gonna keep it a buck with y'all. I'm gonna keep it a a, a milli rock. I like Ivar. I like Ivar a lot and I'm I'm Sick, I'm, I'm here. I'm here for So one thing about me that you will learn from watching this podcast is that I have a very similar outlook to Big E when it comes to wrestlers that I like. Like I like Bronson Reed. I like Ivar. I like Otis. I like these big dudes. Pause. It's just it gives me something different because like everybody on the roster can't look like AJ Styles or Austin Theory. Like we need a variety, taller people, shorter people, larger people, skinny people. Like We need that variety. So I've always had an affinity for like the large people. So like seeing Ivar out there having bangers with Kofi Kingston, seeing that his character is very different from everything else on that roster. Granted, it is a little kind of silly, hokey. But at the end of the day, you know, Sylvan's always crying about character and gimmick. At least he got one. So at this point, I'm here for an Ivar singles run. I wouldn't be mad seeing him capture the the intercontinental title or like a tag title. Not a tag title, but like, you know, the IC title or like the U.S. title,
0: something. Like, I'm here for the Ivar push. Push him. Push Ivar. Look, Ivar is nice. He's incredible, especially for a big man. But... That moonsaw. Yeah, bro. His moonsaults are incredible. I don't know how I don't know how his opponents are even able to work with him in that capacity. (laughs) Because my goodness, like there must be a lot of trust. Um I think he's an incredible wrestler. If They want to give him a push. Cool. Do I care? Absolutely not. And it's not because Ivar isn't great. It's really because of that gimmick choice. I just hate that Vikings. <laughs> yeah. Like, man. I don't. I've never cared. I've never cared about. It's a. It's a reason why. Like I, I be having issues with Drew. And you know, I think Drew's incredible. I think he's phenomenal. But like mm-hmm. the whole Scottish warrior coming out with the sword and like it's like, cutting bro, like I don't care. Like cutting the robes, like bro, I don't. <laughs> Like Ivar, like that whole. I don't care about that. Like I don't care about none of that Viking, anything. Like all that stuff is just like that stuff is like nineteen eighty five to me. Like it's it's very. I think that's why I like it. I just don't like it. It's a nice little callback to the old school. I mean, I get it. You know, I'm not mad at it. I just don't. I don't care for the 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 gimmick as is. I mean, maybe if he can evolve it, but I don't. I don't know. I just I'm not into that stuff. But that's just me. That's nothing against you, Ivar. I think I think you're phenomenal. So mm-hmm. if you, you getting a push, uh well deserved. Don't don't take anything I'm saying as personal. Um I just have a personal preference for uh apparently he's a yeah, well like too, like backstage. That's and dope. uh I mean yeah, yeah apparently, I'm I'm apparently I'm sh-
2: he's like really like they really love him backstage. Like he's a nice guy or something. So
0: like Yeah, had, man. Get better soon though, man. You know, C6 or C7, though, it's just nothing yeah, to play. That's insane. Me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah shout to Eric. I don't, I don't shout, shout to you, Eric, man. I hope you get a speedy recovery.
1: Get well, get well. Now, the merch numbers is out, boy, and I tell you. Of course you. it is. Of course it is, Cooley. I tell you. Give me the numbers. Give me the numbers. Listen. LA Knights numbers. again is the highest selling shirt in the company. I'm talking about in front of Roman Reigns. Our tribal chief, John Cena, the greatest of all time. And Cody Rhodes. Whoa. Yo. Bianca Belair. Is LA Knight? Is LA Knight the face of WWE? Don't ask me no question like that, Cooley. Hey, man. Hey, listen. Ah, I don't know. He is. Uh, he, he is. Uh,
2: he is. He's over, man. He's over.
1: At some point
2: at some point we have to have metrics. We can't just ignore the metrics for the people that we like. At some point we got to look at the metrics and say, "You know what? The fans are taking to this." So, this is this is what it is. And right now, I don't know how long it'll go, but right now, right this minute, L.A. Knight got it. He's the hottest. He's selling, te- he's selling more shirts than Stone Cold Steve Austin, which is it's crazy that Stone Cold is still on that list, by the way. That man retired. Yeah, he's like, like number four. Years. Yeah, it's like, what? That's but right insane. now, L.A. Knight is looking like the face of the company. I, I'm on Instagram, and I'm getting Slim Jim ads with L.A. Knight in them. And they're not even associated with WWE. It's just a random ad, and L.A. Knight is there.
1: Yeah, WWE is doing
2: press conferences, our, our press tours, You know who they're sending? They're sending Bianca Belair, who's the face of the women's division. And who's the guy that they're sending? Not Roman Reigns. Not Cody Rhodes. They're sending L.A. Knight. So at this point, it's kind of hard to argue that L.A. Knight is not the face of the company. That's crazy. And I would like to also point out to all the people out there who told me that Gunther was the star, I don't see Gunther in that top five. Matter of fact, I don't see Gunther in that top 10 merch. I don't even see him in the top 10. You know what? Gunther got like the 57th best-selling shirt on WWE.com. 57th. Jeez. That sound like a star to you? It don't sound like a star to me, but I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Shouts to Gunther, man.
0: <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know, Cooley. What you want me to say about this, man? Like, we, Come on, man. We. I know like, what you're going to say about this. you want me to say about this? I know man. what like, you're going to say. Of course. Of course. <clears throat> of course he has the number one Selling merch in the company Because he's the mega star do you want me to say about that but is, is he, he the, the face, face of the, the company? company Yeah, is he What the do face? you think Of course he's the face of the company Woo! Of we course all- he is I told you all I told you this like 10 episodes ago I said <laughs> he's the future And look and the future is now I said this <laughs> I said this I I Look You can't deny metrics. You can't deny numbers. It's my it's my I'm not going to keep going back to to this to this argument because I know I got a lot of flack for it. But, you know, people get on getting on me about Orange Cassidy. But I think Orange Cassidy is just a product of miss of not being booked. He's not booked right. He's just miscasted. I'm sorry if he was booked to be a major star. They would probably have their own megastar in their face of the company because it's last time I checked. Orange Cassidy is pushing the most merch consecutively for the past three years, yeah, And geez. yet he's fighting for the Atlantic Championship. I feel like what do you want me very, to. Do? It's a when it comes to Orange
2: Cassidy though, it's like a it's a very unique thing because it's like Orange Cassidy reaches that cosplaying audience, whereas people are buying LA Knight shirts because LA Knight is just so hot. Like he, he the hottest right now, so they want to buy his shirts to be a part of that history. Orange Cassidy not selling shirts because he hot People just buying shirts to dress up like him For Halloween like he, he's like a cosplaying Thing so like I can't see him Being the face of that company
0: man. of course You can't see him being the face can't. of the company because Nobody can't. has even opened their eyes Or their perception <laughs> to that be a reality We have decided who Orange Cassidy is Bro, Orange Cassidy would opening- probably
2: laugh if he If he heard this if he if, if you told Orange Cassidy he should be the face of AEW, He would probably be like what <laughs>
0: Of course. Why? <laughs> because even Orange Cassidy doesn't see what I see. <laughs> I see. I see what's really going on. People just want to follow their emotional instincts. They think that MJF should be the the head of the company because of how he looks, how he operates, and who he presents himself as. And absolutely, 100%, I'm for that. I love MJF. I think MJF is a Hall of Famer, a future Hall of Famer, and he's one of the best in the world. We're not going to take that away from him. And I'm not and bringing up... And he's 27, and I'm not going to bring up Don't MJF that. to discredit him in any type of way in comparison to Orange Cassidy. But it's like you said, Quan, we got to look at the metrics. And when I'm looking mm-hmm. at the metrics and I'm looking at the numbers, I'm seeing that if you have a on your company who's been moving the most merch for three years why wouldn't you in your right mind find a way to make him the head the face of your company because you have some type of emotional understanding of what a wrestler should and shouldn't be is that the only thing that's stopping you okay fine then you're just gonna see what you what's gonna happen but as far as la knight of course he's the face of the company of course he is. You can call him whatever you want to call him, an attitude there, <clears> a rip off, just a fusion of the rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin. But at the end of the day, the people like he him. Is. You can call the people like him what a, da- and what a he damn is the face call of LA the company. Night. Damn fool yeah. go LA Knight, rock michael sean or something like that yeah yeah you know what i'm saying right it's like and people don't like him it's like bro who cares <laughs> who cares the same hey, people bud. who are saying orange cassidy is just some type of gimmicky it's like who cares he's selling the merch he's moving the product so hey you can't you can't argue with the metrics but
2: at the end of, we, can't we argue with them. numbers man the merch ain't the only metric at you the end can't. of the day them tv ratings mean a lot too and orange cassidy selling all that merch but having like the least watched segments of aw show that's, that says a lot it's like you said,
0: Quan. bad booking. Bad he got some ill. Booking.
2: He got some ill merch, by the way. Orange Cassidy merch don't look like wrestling merch. It look it, it look like a t-shirt that I can just wear with my regular outfit. He
1: got he got some hot merch, man. But shout out to Orange. Yeah, he do. And shout out to LA Knight. I'm going to, check, like, face, I'm face I'm to check his merch out. I'm going to have to check his shirts out and stuff, you know. Oh, he do. Okay. All
2: I, he, right. He, bro, I would rock that.
1: I'm going to have to wear some uh, on the 18th or something, you know.
0: Let's just let's just keep ignoring the fact that he's had the highest selling merch for three years. You know, let's just not pay attention to that. You know,
1: freshly squeezed. <laughs> That's he's dope not working. Right.
0: He, I don't know if he's the face of that company. He doesn't seem like the face of the company. Hey, he's if, talking if, if about if people, if people turn in the channel when that motherfucker on there, then I don't know because it's, it's bad booking. You are if you book no, somebody bad if you book somebody bad enough. I you if you you, you know what I'm saying we've seen it with Vince bro. Vince could book somebody so bad that we all are just on the same accord of like you know what we're done. We're not even.
1: You know what I mean? Yep. Come on, I feel man. it, man. Yeah. Well, shout out to L.A. night. You know, the numbers looking crazy. Yeah, but um, hey yeah. now, hey now. I want to. I said hey. I want to go back. <laughs> Nana. <laughs> Nana. <laughs> I want to go back and uh, talk about some former wrestlers, man. Former that they've been, yeah. Some former wrestlers they've been in the news lately. Let's talk about Matt Riddle. Y'all remember Matt Riddle? Oh, whoa, yeah, I do. Yeah, you remember? Yeah, you remember? Not a former he's, wrestler. He's, he's the, just
0: not signed.
1: He's the guy that got fired for like well, being a sexual. Let's comedian, talk about right. Yeah, <laughs> let's talk about some wrestlers that's oh, not God in WWE sick. anymore. <laughs> All right. <laughs> He really said that. He really just said that. Wow. We're going to just skip over that, you guys.
2: He got fired for being a sexual deviant. It's the truth.
1: Yeah, that's facts. Now, let's talk about Matt Riddle and RVD. Yeah, yeah I know. That's two random names together. I know. They have a match set for big time wrestlings, the Reunion 3, in like, I believe, March of 2024. Now this is the most randomest news I've come across this week. I'm like, what is going on, huh? I don't know what's going on. Uh, shout out to Big Time Wrestling. This is crazy. I don't even know. They this is so random. Like, what's going on? They must on? got bread.
2: They must got bread to pay to be able to afford that. Either that or yeah. Matt Riddle just needs some money because, damn, Big Time Wrestling. Yeah. That's like yeah, a dream match right there. Then it's in Big Time
0: Wrestling. If, I don't know if it's as random as y'all think it is. Oh, i don't think i
2: don't think it's random at all i think it makes sense those, those two dudes are some you know they partake in the tradition oh, yeah. of blowing the tree so yeah i i see that aspect of it it's random because of where it's taking place like yeah, it wouldn't yeah. be random if it was in wwe if or if it was in AEW. but big time big wrestling, time wrestling
1: yeah i'm not I mean, gonna
2: hold y'all i don't know much about big time wrestling i don't even think i've Ever I believe the they're
1: I think they're from the Bay. I think they were was formed in the Bay or something like that.
0: I think it's a bag. I think I think again a great bag. And um I wouldn't be mad at seeing them as a tag team at AEW to be honest. Right. I think a R V D I think a R V D and Matt Riddle tag team in AEW is money. I'm not mad at that. I
2: mm-hmm. mean I think if money. it can't be in WWE, then might as yeah. well. I think it's money. Actually no. No 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 no. Tony Khan, man. Tony Khan, do not sign Matt Riddle. I'm sorry. I love Matt Riddle, but if he couldn't if he couldn't get his act together in WWE with those handcuffs on him, just imagine what he's going to do with a leader like you who clearly can't lead. Like, come <laughs> oh, on, Matt <got> Riddle. Of...
0: <laughs> wow, <laughs> that dude. is
2: crazy. Like, yeah. You remember when when Jeff Hardy went to Impact drunk and had a match with Sting and they had to throw the <clears> match out because <throat> he physically couldn't compete. He was out there stumbling around drunk. Like Matt Riddle, yeah, man. He, but, he liable but, to do something like that in AEW. I don't I, know. I don't I, trust I, I, I don't trust
0: the leadership. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, cuz I don't think Matt Riddle's issues are necessarily the same as Jeff. Like we don't we haven't seen Matt Riddle get in the ring and like just completely destroy himself to the point where he can't wrestle. It's just his I mean, life I've outside. have seen him get
2: suspended for uh, drugs twice though.
0: We have. I'm not seeing that he's <laughs> and not a drug. It wasn't weed cuz weed is legal in WWE. It wasn't yeah, yeah, weed. Yeah. Was uh, yeah, Yeah, I'm not seeing he's... some I, I, I absolutely. I'm not saying that he's not partaking in uh, you know the prere the 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 prerequisites of. Uh, dr- hard drugs, you know what I mean—the the 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 weed and maybe a little right. bit of the booger sugar, you know. That's just what I mean. You know what I'm saying? He I don't know Packs from Freaky Zeke. You know I mean? The little the little prerequisites <laughs> before he gets to the the terrible stuff, you know. Except Freaky
1: Ziki <laughs>
0: <laughs> He buy packs from Freaky
2: Zeke and getting it
0: in.
1: Oh, but stuff. it's not. But he ain't Jeff Hardy, man. He ain't showing up to matches yeah.
0: and not performing. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. Now speaking speaking of signings, Ric Flair. Yeah, I said it. Rick Flair signed a multi-deal with AEW. And the funny thing about this, not because he signed. Funny thing about this was as soon as he signed his deal, this man called off MJF. <laughs> he called out MJF, dog. You know what MJF said? I wouldn't mind doing a pro with Ric Flair. That would be dope. No, So God. we might get God. it, brothers. We might well, get look, it. I- Look, I reached out to Ric Flair to be on the pod. So
0: congratulations, Ric <laughs> Flair. Um, I hope that you have a great time when in AEW. Uh, you know, I that's hope wild. That, And I hope you do the the very best that um you can. And I mean, hey, if you want to come out of retirement and you know wrestle some young whippersnappers, I'm Bro, okay with that. It. And we will see you on wrestling with the homies one day.
1: <laughs> How old is Ric Flair? Ric no, Flair man, is seventy four years old, going on seventy five oh years God. old, bro, and he just signed my... a multi year deal with AEW. Look, Ric Flair is, is cleared. I think he signed for four. Ric Flair four. is cleared by
0: doctors to take bumps. I think we should let the guy do it. We'll see oh you on the podcast, Ric Flair. Oh my! His God. doctor do not love him.
2: Tony Khan, what are we doing, Tony Khan? Tony Khan, uh, you just lost your most marketable women's wrestler. Jay Cargill, who's a future megastar. You just lost her to WWE. And then you lost a hot up and coming wrestler, Brian Pillman Jr. over to WWE. We got MJF's contract coming up in 2024 and he's flirting with the idea of wrestling in WWE. I think he already We be got Will Ospreay coming over to the States and he's flirting with the idea of showing up in WWE. So your reaction to losing this young talent is to sign
1: rick flair 76 year old rick flair to four years 74 and he will be 78 when his deal is over what are we doing somebody please understand
2: please help me understand because i just i don't get it i don't see congratulations rick flair you know
0: you know you know congratulations rick flair i'm glad you're coming out of retirement you know what I'm saying? <laughs>
1: we'll see um, you on here.
0: We will soon. see you on, you know, the uh, uh, wrestling with the homies, so you can discuss your plans. I don't know. Uh, I don't We know. have we a don't lot to talk come about on after after these pack ups. I don't know if Ric Flair gonna want to come on here, man. <laughs> I, I'm is, gonna be honest, is... <laughs> man. I'm, I'm gonna be honest, man. Um, this is dumb. Tony Khan. Tony Khan. This I think dumb. Tony. I just think. I don't know what to think about you right now. Um, I don't I don't necessarily hate Ric Flair being in AEW uh as a managerial role, as a as a producer or um as someone to just kind of help I don't know, you know, Ric Flair can be advantageous in a myriad of ways as long as he's not no. in that ring. You know, if he's not in that ring, then if he's not in that ring, then I don't care what you do. You be a manager for four years for all I care. But him being in that ring, I don't
1: know. It's crazy. Maybe, maybe, maybe know. this is a play for
0: it. Charlotte. Maybe
2: they got Andrade over there, who's Charlotte's husband. They it's are. Not. They they just signed Ric Flair. Maybe it's a play it's to try not. to sign Charlotte. Because if it's not, then this is this is it's pretty not. much when the Brooklyn Nets traded away their young talent, all their future for Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett. Like I mean, they're not, I they're, they're, they're getting they're they're signing. I mean, when when, you know Ric Flair got the bag, you know Tony Khan emptied them pockets for Ric Flair, and this is Ric Flair. He's seventy-four. But when are we gonna be honest, y'all? If you
0: add up all three of our ages, it wouldn't be Ric Flair's age right now. But when are we gonna be honest, man? Like AEW, and I said, and I said this before. I said this on two. You know, for someone who gets a lot of flack for not being able to see the future, I say a lot of things that come into fruition. I said this two podcasts ago. I said the, the only future you w- see is like two weeks from now. You you don't look down the line. You look you look two weeks ahead, man. Ah, uh, whatever. I said not- a lot of stuff that I say. You guys start iterating to me later in, in later podcasts. And I said two podcasts ago, AEW is not going to be able to hold on to a lot of their younger talent. They're not just because the other side is really attractive right now. They're not going to be hey, able to hold on. Knew that though. To the MJFs, and a few other guys who really, really want to see that brass that brass ring. It's not like, you know, guys who've been over at AE, I mean, WWE and have done their tenure and have seen what it's like and actually want to come over to AEW and do something different. So I, I, this makes perfect sense to me. It makes sense that we're seeing Ric Flair do a four-year deal with AEW, who's done it all. It makes sense that you got to pull out a Paul White to – do whatever oh he's going to do and with his shaky knees. Like, it just, I just don't understand how <laughs> all that weight is, is being this supported is on, those,
1: yo, yo, on those knees, of... bro. Those knees yo. look like they
0: are going to crumble, bro. Like, I, what is happening? But new talent, like new talent that's in the company, is not going to stick around, bro. They're gonna want to see what it's like to be on that main stage. MJF wants to be a superstar, bro. You can't contain him, and and why would he stay around after this championship ring? What else is there for him to realistically do in that company? (laughs) Wrestling. Hey, speaking
1: of Paul, (laughs) Big Show, (laughs) Big Show just returned to the ring. On Dynamite y'all What oh. is going on I don't want to ever see another Big Show run again <laughs> in my life oh. I'm saying that right now On this pod Yo. I don't ever want to see Another run I don't know what is going on Why is he back in his Wrestling attire <laughs> Stay backstage <laughs> He's I do want to see it again
2: He's <laughs> wrestling the show that we're going we're, Cause we're going to full gear oh. November 18th He's wrestling
1: Big Show is wrestling Hey, I'm selling my ticket, y'all. So uh, whoever's listening (laughs) to this pod, there's a ticket for full gear for sale. You will sit next (laughs) to Quan and Sylvan of Wrestling With The Podcast. I mean, Wrestling With The Hummies Podcast. What is going on, y'all? I don't want to see this, man. I just said it the
2: prior topic. I just said it the last topic, and I'm going to say it again. Tony Khan. (laughs) Look me in my eyes, Tony Khan. You just lost your most marketable women's wrestler over to WWE. You just lost a hot and -and up-and-coming young wrestler, Brian Pillman, over to WWE. You might lose MJF next year over to WWE. And your response is bringing back Ric Flair and Big Show. What are we doing? This is TNA all over again. This is TNA losing AJ Styles and responding by bringing in Hulk Hogan. And sing what are we doing?
0: I'm telling you what they're doing, man. All they can do. Tony Khan is... Look, Tony Khan can't keep new wrestlers who haven't experienced WWE right now because WWE is not a horror story like it was four years ago.
2: So you know what you do? You go sign young talent and, 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 and prime them up for that spot. Go get a young guy to take MJF's spot when he's gone. Go get a young guy to take... <sighs> whoever's spot winner don't go sign 70 year olds
0: like come on man what are we doing but that's that's the thing though it's like i firmly believe i firmly believe he's not going to be able to keep any young talent for too long because a lot of talent right now that's younger that hasn't experienced wwe wants to go over there they do a lot of these guys want to see what it's like on the other side of the pond because it's popping right now. It's hot and it's hot on a very major level, and Man. a lot of people and a lot of people respect Triple H. So I do see why Tony is in this bond, where he is in this bind, where he's signing all this old talent because, quite especially frankly, these with are the uh, only guys that really like be especially over with there. Vince McMahon. And when you are seeing the drawing the picture, power, like, Of I guess white sense. or Ric Flair or whatnot, it's like, well. This is this is this makes sense. This could put some butts in seats. And these are guys who actually really want to be here and probably want to be here on a longer term basis. I'm not going to invest all this money in this young into these young talents who at some point are just going to be like, all right, it's time for me to move on. I.E. an MJF, I.E. Jay Cargo, I.E. a even a Cody Rhodes who wanted to stay but decided to leave. I see Tony Khan seeing what's happening He's seeing that Cody Rhodes Is a megastar He's seeing that Jay Cargo is going to become a megastar He's seeing that MJF Is most likely going to possibly leave And become one of the biggest stars that he Built from the ground up With his hands It's going to be tough for him to really Have that emotional intelligence to say I mean honestly not even emotional intelligence But honestly ego To put his ego aside and be like look, I might just be a prime company to prime up young talent to get over to WWE. Instead, he signs the talent that has already been washed, i.e. Adam Copeland, because he wants to be there. i.e. Daniel Bryanson, because he wants to be there. i.e. John <laughs> <because he wants laughs> if to be If y'all call there. him Daniel Bryanson one more time, man. Put some respect on Daniel, Daniel Bryanson. Man. Daniel Bryanson.
1: <laughs> Put Daniel. some respect on man's
0: day, man. <laughs> I'm just saying, bro. Like, look. At the end of the day, Tony is scared, man. He's scared because he's in a vulnerable position. And it's tough. I understand. I mean, Vince I'm was getting, in the same place.
1: I'm going to let y'all know now. As soon as I hear Big Show's thing, I am going to get popcorn. I don't even like popcorn. Oh, facts. Facts. I don't even like popcorn. But I'm going <laughs> to go get some popcorn. <laughs> hey,
2: if I hear, well, I might just go to the car. I might just be out of there. I think
0: he's going to get this booze. This insane. Man. I think people are going to legitimately <laughs> booing.
2: boo him. I am, listen, Big Show is a legend. I love him, but I am booing, and it's not toward, it's not anything towards him, but it's just the situation that we in. Like, we should not be watching Big Show in a match on pay per
0: view. Where do you think Adam Cole is gonna go once his contract is up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, bro, I'm Cole telling def- you, bro, I'm telling Yo. you, he sees this.
2: <laughs> so the Dog thing is, on. with Vince McMahon completely out of creative now, it's like. Do I really want to stay over here or do I just you know? anything is
0: possible? Hey, anything bro, is possible. possible. I'm, telling, I'm telling you, dog. And then, bro, if when Punk po- pulls up to WWE, it's gonna be really tough for Tony Khan, man. Like I, I see Tony right now. I see the predicament he's in, man. Hey. But he's gotta ride it out. And like I keep saying, four, five years. The worst four to five years of the company's history and existence. It's happening. It's happening in real time. Yikes, yikes. We show, haven't man. even seen the worst. Watch when MJF leaves. Watch when Adam Copeland gets injured. Watch Damn. when Christian retires. Bro, I'm telling you, bro, these are things that can happen, man. Like, we're not dealing with young prime stars. We're dealing with aged people. Like, you're, yeah, this is very show. short-sighted, dog. Big Big Show looks like, Big Show, man. Big Show looks so, like man. a house with three sticks as a foundation, <laughs> like it's just like, bro, it ain't gonna work out. We know it, it, he looks like he can fall at any given point, dog. His right leg was bent like a question mark. It was like, what the bro, bro, he uh, just bent, bro?
2: Uh, well, it's the big show
0: They're gonna try to sign that riddle.
1: When someone Yo, said but, a house with three sticks, I thought about the house from Courage the Cavalry, dog. <laughs>
2: Yo, <laughs> yo! Funny side note, man. Dog, funny side note. It's bad. When I was a kid, bro. When I was a kid, I, I, I genuinely, uh, in my man. heart, thought that Big Show was singing his own theme song. Like when I would it, hear that, I thought so too. I thought that Shame. was him, bro. Same, same. I thought so too. Man,
1: that's all I got for the rundown, y'all. Though, man, to end it off with Big Show, <laughs> that's all I got, man.
2: all right my brother well look we appreciate you for giving us that rundown now Mm -hmm. it's time for my favorite segment personally because you know i love showing love to my favorite black wrestlers this is the black wrestler of the week and honestly it's surprising that sylvan brought him up earlier in this podcast because i actually wanted to give some love to cedric alexander I feel like, yeah, Cedric Alexander is my Black Wrestler of the Week. I feel like he had a a spark when his career started. He was a part of the uh, 2-0 lot, the the Cruiserweight Classic. He was a part of the Cruiserweight Classic. He wasn't even, like, signed to WWE. They just brought him in as, like, an alternative or something. And he ended up being so impressive in that Cruiserweight Classic tournament that Triple H actually signed him. Matter of fact, the the fans were chanting, sign Cedric Alexander like they were chanting that which led to Triple H signing him and he had a decent little spark at the beginning of his career he was on 205 live where he was putting on classics with Mustafa Ali and Buddy Murphy even Austin Aries at that point Austin Aries Mm -hmm. was in WWE at that time and he was having some incredible matches 205 live kind of folded and Cedric lost his footing a little a little bit he wasn't doing much until pandemic came my favorite faction of all time was birth, the ma- um I was about to say the main event mafia. Wow. The main event mafia. That's
0: oh. the main event
1: mafia. Oh. Hurt business, baby. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> Booker T is a legend for that. Oh.
2: Booker T is going to hit him all. Oh. Oh, my favorite faction. Fash- one of my favorite factions of all time, the Hurt Business was born. Cedric Alexander was obviously a part of that. He ended up winning the tag team championships with, Ced- uh, with, Cedric, with Shelton Benjamin. And, you know, I loved it. I loved everything about it. That went away. We haven't really seen Cedric on our TVs much since then. I'm, I'm loving the fact that Triple H seems to be trying to incorporate Cedric Alexander back into the product now that Vince McMahon is completely out of creative. So hopefully that leads somewhere because I want to see more Cedric Alexander on my TV. I feel like he deserves it for holding down the pandemic era. Being being one of the f- few people that were coming to work during that pandemic era and actually putting on the show, you deserve some type of applause for that. So Cedric Alexander, you are my Black Wrestler of the Week. You are my nomination. Let's hear from you, Simon. Who you got?
0: What's crazy what enough? Get? I was gonna inter- I was gonna interrupt you, but my it was literally the same. It was literally Cedric wow. Oh wow. Black Wrestler of the Week. Yeah, and I I wow. bro. I've been on my apology tour all pod, but I really wanted to apologize <clears> to to Cedric Alexander as well, but I wanted to save it until this segment because I realized that my assessment was short-sighted and I was really emotional about him alluding to missing pro wrestling because I thought that, man, this, I feel like this guy hasn't really been trying hard enough in terms of being able to get over with the crowd. But when I really think about his career and his trajectory, him being a single star has only really existed in 205 Live. This guy has not yeah. been given a shot to show that he is a main event player and a prominent figure on the main roster by himself. And when I saw him last week, it was like, man, I see something. Like, I see an edge. I see this guy's bulked up, and he was incredible in the ring. And <clears> I think <throat> given the right opportunity and the right gimmick, this guy could really get, can really go the distance, man. And he doesn't get enough love, and he got a lot of slack from me. Um, so it was literally the same quan. So, I mean, honestly, we can definitely give this to Cedric Alexander, man. And honestly, I think he's Shout the only to Cedric single, Alexander. I think he's the only male single black uh, wrestler on the main roster right now that's active. When we think yeah, about he, it, we yes, you like, don't see <laughs> yes. Omaz. Uh, you know, we we got. Yeah. The, we don't see got, Apollo we got, Cruz. We don't see Apollo Cruz. We don't see Odyssey Jones. Yeah, I, don't I mean, we got. He, made his debut. he got
2: he got drafted <laughs> and then he never debuted.
0: That's I crazy. mean we got um I mean we got Ricochet. You know, shouts to Ricochet. You yeah, know? but he like, you know, yeah. you know, he you know, he's like
2: he, one know, drop rule, he black, he black black I mean, is black. He's still but, black, still black is black, like, you know what I mean. Yeah. We still want that we want that dark skin representation on TV too, man. We can't just yeah. have we, a Joe Budden looking dude out there, you know, doing yeah. black yeah. You know what I'm Shout saying? out to Ricochet like, though. Shout out to Ricochet. Yeah, shout he out to to Ricochet. Like, he's still he black. Like, I think he follows us. Are he like he liked our post or something. So like shout out to Ricochet. Yeah, yeah. Ricochet Ricochet
0: Black, you know, saying Ricochet Black, you know what I mean? But you know, for our dark skinned brothers, you know, it's good to see like he's the only one. Yeah, man. So I would like to see more. I would like to see him have something, man. Um, especially Facts. Hunter. Now that you're putting on these big, I mean, I now that you're giving light to the workers, like give some more light to the kid, man. Facts.
1: Yeah. Shout out yeah. to uh, Cedric Alexander. He is definitely our black wrestler of the week. Um, I just want to shout him out for you know just never giving up and you know staying on track. Um, still keeping his head high even when it was uh, the times were low. Yeah. Um, and it's waiting it out. And now he's getting his shot. And I just really hope that, you know, he progress and he succeed. Let's get it. Facts. Right, yeah.
2: right. Shout out to Cedric Alexander, man.
0: Call him Alexander. Come on to podcast, the podcast, Cedric.
2: Come come on the podcast, prime Alexander. We we love you over here, man. We would love to talk to you.
0: We need to give him my Alexander the great uh, gimmick, man. <laughs> That'd be kind of fire. that be hey, fire, what, dog. Hey, bring in his girl. Bring in Big Swole and let them. just Big Swole. Know, same, bring him, Big bro. Swole bring Big Swole in and just make her, make her like the the sphere. Like he just go around conquering lands, conquering wrestlers. That's, that's, Yo, it's been like two totally, years, huh?
2: It's been like two years since Big Swole got Dang. dropped.
0: Didn't hey man, he did
2: that, man. He didn't deserve that. Yeah,
0: man. And the way Tony, the way Tony did that, man, that wasn't that wasn't very nice of you, Tony. It wasn't professional at all. It wasn't professional like, yeah. at all.
2: This man, this man went on Twitter and said, we didn't drop her because she's black. It was because she wasn't good enough. Like, that was so like, damn. Like, come on, bro. That yeah, was man. unnecessary. Yeah, bro. Shout out to Big Swole. Shout out to Cedric Alexander. Facts. Now, fellas, it's time. It's time to burn bridges. <laughs> 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 it's time for nobody you come know, on the, podcast, man. the infamous segment, the Pack'em Up Awards, where we hand out pack him up awards the most infamous moment <clears throat> i can't even talk i still got that um that young 19 in me the most infamous moments in wrestling and that week no. and you know this week i'm sorry i know sylvan reached out to him he a yeah. He he's the nature boy he's a he's legend mans, but, but you know <laughs> i gotta pack up rick flair i have to pack ah, up the nature boy rick flair come i have on. to do it i have to do Woo. it because rick flair we love you we love you so much we love you dearly you are a legend but rick flair you are 74 years old you look like you 84 years old we do not want to watch you have a match with mjf we don't we don't want to see that and the main reason i don't want to see that is because i i i fear for your health i know you survived a plane crash you survived heart attacks you you survived it all you're like you're like a cat you got nine lives you just don't die but rick flair <laughs> wrestling at seventy four years old, you might die in that ring, Ric Flair. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see Ric Flair getting carted off because he had a heart attack mid match with MJ. Like Ric Flair, no, this is the time when you go sit hum- sit at home, do a podcast. Come on our podcast, actually, but but don't don't step foot in that wrestling ring again, man. That's my life. I don't want to see. No, no. Terry Funk was the original. We saw Terry Funk wrestle until he was 98 years old. We don't yeah. want to see that with Ric Flair, man. We don't want to see that. Ric Flair, I'm sorry. I love you to death. You are the nature boy. You're the limousine riding, jet flying son of a gun, but I got to pack you up this Mountain. week. Yeah, you're going to And him. I'm woo, not trying to bro. ride Space woo, 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 woo. Mountain. I'm definitely not trying to ride Space, Space Mountain, my brother.
1: You ride Space oh. Mountain? You're going to end up like this. <laughs> <laughs> All right? You're going to end up like this.
2: That <laughs> man Ric Flair said that he smashed Holly Berry. Y'all remember that?
1: Yes. I'm Whoa. Surprised. I, <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I mean, what? You know, he was, bro, Holly Berry ain't bro. touched
2: Ric Flair. Come on, man. He was Ric Flair. Hey, nah. uh, he was Ric
1: Flair, man. I mean, come Ric Ric on. Ric Flair capping. Holly Berry grew up watching. Ric nah, Hulk Hogan capped, but I don't know, man. You never know.
2: <laughs> Damn, Ric, Fla- Ric Flair took down one of our black legends. That's crazy.
1: Yeah. What? Yeah. You know who I'm packing up, y'all? You know who knees is like this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm packing up big show. I'm packing up big show. Because uh, yeah. When I first heard those that news, I'm like, no. I don't wanna see this. Like
2: what? <laughs> yeah, it's the big show.
1: It's like oh, big show. Great. You're seven foot. Get
2: ready for something.
1: You're seven foot. You're coming back. You're in your 50s. You're putting all that weight, (laughs) that pressure on those very fragile knees of yours nowadays. Stop. We don't want to see no leg snaps, no injuries. We don't want to see no Mm -mm. Paul Georges, no Mm -mm. Sean Livingston happen. I don't want to see none of that stuff on my TV. None of that. I do not. You remember that? Yeah. I don't Sid remember vicious diaper top rope
2: and his his legs. Snap. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I don't Oof. want
1: to remember that, man. That's like just... big show. What what are you doing, <clears throat> Paul? Like just keep it backstage, man. Like I would've declined that, but you get in this pack, brother. You get in this pack. You know I'm packing up. Tony hey.
0: Khan? Tony Khan, uh, baby. Hey, look, wait, wait, wait. Before you go on
2: your before you go in, Tony Rant, it makes sense. I packed the Ric Flair for returning. You packed the Big Show for returning. And they go they both got one thing in common. Tony, Tony Khan. Khan.
0: Tony, listen to me. I talk to you the most out of everybody on this podcast. Listen to what I'm telling you. Stop going for the short answers. Stop going for for the immediate relief It is not going to work out for you The way you think it is This is very short Sighted booking You brought back Ric Flair Which I'm okay with But now he's talking about going into the ring Which I'm not okay with And nobody on God's Green earth wants to see MJF Versus Ric Flair Listen to me Tony That That <sighs> And then you bring back Paul White, who just looks like he's about to fall over at any given moment. The man looks like <laughs> the man looks like a giant M&M dog with like just two, <laughs> two squiggly legs and a big round body dog. Like, yo, he looks like, <laughs> yo, Paul White, man, oh, man. Paul White looks like a literal popsicle, my dogs, like for real. Like, you are short-sighted in the way you are approaching things. And I know things are rough right now. I know you're really scared to invest into the newer talent. But the reality is that you need to do something quickly. Because your decision-making right now, it's not going to go well for you, dog. I'm packing you up. I hope you get it together. Because I really want you to. I'm, I'm at a point now where it doesn't even feel good to talk about you in a negative light. I just it. want you, you to love do it. better. You love it. I, you know, I only love it because I was right. I try to tell people all the time, you know. I try to tell people all the time that business is business. And right now he's falling into the same mistakes that WCW fell into, that TNA fell into. It's it's unfortunate, man. He's not doing anything <clears> different. <throat> and it's looking like there's way more XWWE stars that are way past their prime than there are Promising new talent from AEW. Mm -hmm. That's just me, though. Hey, history repeats itself. Mm -hmm. What's the song? History
2: repeats itself. Try and you'll succeed. Maybe Tony (laughs) Khan (laughs) will succeed (laughs) signing all these old dudes. Who knows, man? (laughs) Who
1: knows? All these old.
2: But yeah, they got to get it together, man. We can't. We're like this is a young man's game. I'm sorry, but like we're not trying to watch 70 year olds wrestle. I just want that's
0: I. I just want to take this time real quick, Quan. We got Edge, we got Christian, we got Big Show, we got Ric Flair, we got Mark Henry, we got John Moxley, we got Chris Jericho. Who else am I missing? We got Keith Lee. Who else am I missing, man?
2: This
0: hmm. was this will be this this will be a stacked
2: roster somebody. in two thousand nine.
0: Are you, are you talking I mean, about
2: former former WWE? Mm-hmm, oh, we yeah. Right go all day. We got Malachi Black. Malachi Black. We got Swerve Strickland. Swerve Strickland. We got. uh it's, it's a lot. Um, we it's got a Andrade. A lot, bro. Andrade. We yeah. got uh, Miro.
0: We got, got Brian Danielson. Brian Danielson. Adam Cole.
2: Daniel Adam Bryan. Cole. R- Roderick Strong.
0: Adam! <laughs> <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> Yo, Roger Stone. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yo, AEW's <laughs> roster Yo, is pretty Roger much WWE's roster five like, years ago. It's, 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 it's tough. out here, It's pretty man. crazy to see. It's tough out here. I, 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 insane, I want yeah. better.
2: I want better. It's insane. Well, hopefully, hopefully they get it together now. We have reached the end of the road, my brothers. If you haven't already, make sure you are subscribed to our channels. Turn that, hit that notification bell, and turn it on. And shout out to the what's homie name? He just commented right now. War, war world war Joe. This man world is war in war our Joe's been on it. Faithfully, let's get in it. comments faithfully. Look, we appreciate you, my brother. You, I think it's soft serve D. Um, it's a, it's a, some other, it's a, a couple of y'all cats, man. Y'all shout be to, in these uh, comments, o-
0: man. Shout out to OG Graham, man. He's been showing love, too.
2: Oh, yeah. Shout out to, shout out to the homies, man. Y'all, mm-hmm. y'all really in these comments, man. Y'all make, y'all make my day. Y'all seriously make That's my day. Up, I love man. talking with y'all, man. So make sure you X. keep supporting. Keep commenting. Keep, keep us alive. Keep us alive. Until next time, Indeed. this has been Wrestling with the Homies.